0: Do fans! Welcome back to the JJ Sports Talks, Sports Talk Show episode, CCC season three, episode two. What's going on, fellas? Back oh, no. Another one,
1: yeah, Big
2: J, back at it. Oh, Big J, I I actually have a specific request from my man Anthony Cafone, our very own. We are not allowed to use another one anymore. We need yeah. to come up with something else. Why not? That's the signature. I know, no, but it's, it's I, our I, signature. It's not ours. Today, I just don't bro. like DJ Khaled,
3: bro. How do you not right like DJ off.
2: Khaled, bro? DJ Khaled is a vibe. But, like, whatever. We're coming up with something else. I don't know what it is. I'll have it for the next show. But we back, and it's, you know, another one. Man, y'all hits
0: with a bombshell and <laughs> uses it anyway. The bat, man. <laughs> I, love, I, love the, I love the another one, man.
2: Yeah, me too. But, like, Ant's right. You know, we got to come up with our own cliche. So, on the ah, next yeah, one.
1: Dude, we'll, we'll figure it out.
2: Ant's like the NFL, bro. No fun, league. Yeah.
3: Oh, come on. That's All what right, we, uh, what's going on, guys? We got, we got a lot to get, to
1: get into today. We got <laughs> basketball, football, and we're going to talk a little bit of baseball towards the end of the show. Uh, so let's start off things with the NBA. Stephen Curry has been going off this season. He has a lot of people's votes already for MVP, even though it's early. The Warriors are, have the best record in the league, currently playing the best. Big J, how do you feel about the Warriors and how Stephen Curry's been playing so far?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, this... This team is like reminds me of the um, the year that went like seventy three and like nine, or whatever the record was. Yeah, very you know young, um, talented team. And then without Klay Thompson, he's coming back. But who knows how healthy he's gonna be coming back? Played like two years, but they're a dangerous, man. They got Wiseman coming back. Um, they, they got that one shining star, um, the rookie. Uh, what's his last name? Starts with a K. Kalamunga, so, sorry if I've that name, but yeah, they're, they're looking good, man. Um, destroyed the Nets the, uh, the other night. I'm sorry, Ant. Um, they're, they're trying MVP in their own arena for Steph Curry. Um, Man's just doing, doing things that, you know, are, I'm not surprised, you know, because he's used to doing that. So it's like, what do you think, Ant?
2: Ant, I think Ant just froze. I'm not sure what happened. You know, he on that. screen wi Yeah, he ain't even moving right now. I'm a th- But uh, um, right, man, I'm how do you feel th- about I'm the Warriors? <laughs> I'll, I'll say that right now. I believe yeah, the man ahead. you're looking for is uh Jonathan Kaminga, Big J. Uh, Kaminga's been playing lockdown defense. Been a solid uh, option. I'm sorry, fellas. I'm dying of laughter just looking at Ant's stuff right now. Um, all good, all good, Ant. But Steph Curry, right now, if he keeps it up. He's the MVP. There's not even a question in my mind about it. Best player in basketball. This guy is absolutely insane. And quite frankly, greatest shooter of all time. Some say maybe the greatest point guard of all time. Um, it's generational talent. I mean, Dwayne Wade said it best. He changed the game. Everybody's shooting threes. We changed basketball completely because of this man. Um Whether it's for the better or the worst, I don't know. I do like the new uh, rule changes, though, with uh, them allowing the more defense. Steph's been uh, adjusting to that quite nicely, better than other players. And moving forward, I mean, when Klay Thompson gets back, the Warriors are going to be a problem because they're already a problem. Even if he's not at 100 percent, like we're talking about arguably the second greatest shooter of all time. Clay's up there, 3 and D guy. You, as mentioned before by my man Jordi Jean-Louis, uh he hasn't played in quite some time, man. Almost I think it might be 2 years at this point. Um and quite frankly, it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the table, but it doesn't even matter if he's healthy or not because Steph Curry and Draymond Green are holding it down and they're working with you know some young guys like Poole, uh Jordan Poole, um Juan Toscano Anderson. And Jonathan Kaminga, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, but uh, I was gonna throw it to Anthony, but he just uh, he uh, left us for a moment. Maz, do you feel that once Clay and Wiseman comes back, they, that, that they're gonna have a hard time integrating them into the system? Because since Clay and Wiseman have been gone, the ball movement is is beautiful. Stephen Curry is passing at an all time level. I think this is his best career. As far as getting people over, I think he's leading the league and setting up his teammates for uh, makes, And he's uh, averaging one of his career high in assists. Do you feel it's going to be an issue uh, once Wiseman, a ball-dominant center, comes back and when Klay Thompson comes back? I think his assists
2: might go up running a pick-and-roll with uh, Wiseman. Um, Wiseman's no slouch, man. He's a nice young talent. Uh, We saw some spurts of greatness, but... It's a little weird when um you're a center today and you can't shoot the three. We've seen some teams uh, struggle with this. So, you know, it's very interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, And I don't think there's going to be a problem with Klay Thompson comes back. If anything, his assist numbers are probably just going to get better because that's somebody that he's – we know Klay's probably the best catch-and-shoot shooter in the NBA I think I've ever seen. Um, It's just automatic, especially – when you give him the space and he gets that rhythm, it's, it's done. So for me, I don't think Steph's going to be affected. It's not like he's dealing with a splitting time with a Kevin Durant. If anything, he's just got more options, but it's interesting to see what they choose to go with. Obviously they like Steve Kerr is going to go with what's successful, but you know, bringing in um, back Wiseman, it brings in more defensive help uh, down low in the block, but, I don't even think they need it, to be honest with you. Going small ball has won them multiple championships, you know. So it's nice to have, but they're going to do whatever is successful. And right now, if those guys, for whatever reason, just can't make it work out, I don't see Klay Thompson being a problem. Um, I don't think Wiseman's going to be a problem either. You know, the Warriors are very big on not having ego, so that's good. But they're just going to do whatever it takes to win, man, because that's what champions do and that's what dynasties do. And We are looking at a modern-day dynasty.
1: I do agree with that. Welcome back, Anthony. Um, now, obviously, yeah, sorry, coming I mean, off. A
3: little, a little bit of technical difficulties. Sorry about that.
1: No problem. No problem. And uh, going back off what Matt said, obviously, Clay is coming back off an injury, a serious one that kept him out for over a year. So I am interested to see what he looks like on the defensive end, if he can still be a lockdown perimeter player on the defensive end. But, Anthony, tell me how you feeling about the Warriors' seat start so far, how Stephen Curry is playing, playing at an MVP level. How are your overall thoughts about the Warriors? And do you see anybody in the West uh, giving them any serious contentions as of right now?
3: Well, Matt, just the Warriors at this point in the season so far have looked unbeatable. And we, we've been saying for the last few years since, you know, Kevin Durant left that the Warriors, I don't know, maybe their, their dynasty's over. I don't know Steph, Steph was still playing at an MVP level last season. Uh, he didn't win it, unfortunately, but he, he was in the conversation at, for points in the season last year. But we were starting to say, like, are the Warriors finished? Is that it? I mean, they were one of the worst. I would say one of the lower-end teams in the Western Conference. They scraped into the play-in tournament. But we were thinking maybe that was it for them. But, I mean, Stephen Curry, this roster, it's not much better than the roster last year. I mean, it's it's a little bit better but not by much. Stephen Curry is just having an ungodly season right now. I mean, he's averaging close to thirty points a game. I think he's averaging close to was it six three pointers a game so far. He's had the most three pointers in a fifteen game, the start of fifteen games of the season in NBA history right now. He's been phenomenal. I mean, he's always been phenomenal. He's continuing to his dominant streak. I mean, Draymond's keeping it down for the defensive side of the ball. I think the Warriors right now in defensive rating are, I think, first or second in the league right now. So they're they're getting it done on both sides of the ball right now. So when you can do that at top competition to start the season, I mean, it's going to be really hard for any team in the West to really take them down. I mean, I talked about the Jazz a little bit last week. I I really like the Jazz, but, I mean, if Curry is playing like this with this not as good of a roster and then you add in Clay later on in the season – this team isn't going to get beat. I mean, who will?
1: Right now, I I agree. My thoughts on it on the Warriors so far is they look like the best team in the league easily. Stephen Curry, like you all mentioned, is having probably the best season he's had, if not uh second behind his unanimous MVP back in uh, the 2015 season. He's playing unbelievable. And what makes this so impressive is he's doing all this without Klay. Like I don't he's doing this without another top 5 shooter in the game who also was probably the best defender uh you could argue draymond but i think clay thompson usually had the toughest assignment especially when it comes to guarding guarding the other team's best guard so his season is just is just, is just remarkable right now but let me throw this to jordan do you see anybody in the west uh giving the uh, the warriors a serious competition so far
0: I've, i don't know man um just like we all said, um uh, that Clay we, when Clay gets back, like we already know what Craig can do off ball. He's fast off ball, moves around a lot. That's off the ball. You know, like we saw what happened in um the net's game. Um but I I don't know, man, in the West. I don't think anyone right now, man. Cause they're on another freaking planet right now. Like, you know, they're twelve and two, 13 and two. Um in the West, I'll have to say it's all right to say no. <laughs> right to no, say this, no, I don't. Well, it's too early to and say. Don't say I'm, the Lakers, please. No, don't say the no, Lakers. Please. I'm not. <laughs> no, I was gonna. I'm gonna say because we all, you know, it's funny because we all thought that, you know, you know, the finals were gonna be, you know, Brooklyn and and Lakers, right? The Warriors weren't really in the in the conversation, but now Curry is going off. Um, it's not just Curry, it's Draymond Green, you know, helping out helping out on the on the defensive end. Um you got, you know, like like Matt said, um, you got Jordan Poole, Damian Lee. Um I'm gonna butcher this dude's name, uh Tusca um
2: Toscano Anderson.
0: Tuscano Anderson, there you go. Um and you know, they're a really young and refreshed team. And um yeah, like Curry is just Going off right now, so yeah. The answer to your question, Matt, I don't right now, I don't see anyone, um, right now, but then maybe that would change later on in the season. Maybe we'll see some competition like pull out, um, maybe after Christmas or maybe in next year in January. Like, we'll see it, but no, right now, nobody can knock them off right now, like especially when Clay comes back. But who knows? Like, the last time he played was, um, in the finals of like what, 2018, 2019, yeah, but not saying. I'm not knocking off any other skills. Just saying how he's going to move off ball with the knee and stuff and, like, defensive end stuff. So I'm excited to see, man. So I see him more of, a, like, you know, a, like like mass and Edson, like a picker all-time player, like, pick. And, you know, because we all know he don't have to dribble to shoot the ball. We all saw that. We had, like, 15 straight three-pointers, like, with, what, like 20 dribbles. So, I mean, I see him as an all-ball kind of shooter. So starting now, so
1: as i see you shaking your head in agreement you feel the same way you don't see any uh competition in the west uh as of right now as it stands
2: it's insane and um you know i'm glad that jordan brought up um draymond green because i feel like draymond green is a player that doesn't get his flowers man and we need to give it to him because this is a guy who is like steph is undoubtedly the best player on the golden state warriors but the heart and soul and the glue of that team has always been draymond green even when kevin durant was there even when Steph and Clay were going off, it's always been Draymond Green. I mean, you hear different stuff coming out of that locker room all the time of how involved he is. He's a leader. He's a vocal leader. He's not afraid to hold uh, teammates accountable, holds himself accountable more than anybody, I think. And he's even involved in their draft process, man. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, if he wants to, will 100% be a coach when his career is done. I know he's getting into broadcasting a little bit, but... The impact that Draymond brings to this team in terms of just dirty work and things off, um, just out of the limelight, you know, kind of like off-camera stuff, it's it's remarkable. He's one of the greatest uh, just teammates I think we've ever seen, not willing to do whatever. He don't care about his numbers, man. He cares about winning and contributing to winning and being a leader for these younger guys. And quite frankly, the way that the Warriors are playing, man, it's hard. The only team that... um, I could see giving them a trouble our teams with like a better um, post game, you know, but that's to me like Giannis is like the one that gives them like an issue. And because like Drew holidays locked down, you know, he's not going to stop Curry, but he could be a problem for them down the road. But obviously if they ever did see them, it wouldn't be to the finals. So out of the West, I, I don't see anybody doing that. You know, Chris Paul is getting old. Devin Booker doesn't play. We always talk about Devin Booker being like a Mamba. But the one thing that Devin Booker is missing to be Mamba is to be a lockdown defender and to be a killer on both ends. You know, so quite frankly, with how things stay, I don't see anybody beating the Warriors if they keep this current form. And if Clay comes back, because let's not forget he had the knee injury and the Achilles tear, you know, those are two uh, all gruesome Injuries to come back off of. I don't know how it's gonna be, but if they could just have a third of what clay was, it's gonna be a problem, man.
1: No, I definitely agree. I definitely do agree. Um, so let's move on. Let's talk about oh, this is very I was very excited to get to this next topic, man. Very excited. that top who is the top players in the league 25 and under. Now, I know – I feel like most of us are going to have the same answer. So, I'm going to ask you for two because I, I believe we're all going to have – we all know who number one is. But give me give me uh two uh, choices, 25 and under, and I'm going to throw it to Jordan to start us
0: off. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. Um, so, under 25, I would have to say Trey Young and Luka Doncic right now.
1: Wait, so, so Trey Young is your number one? We're going in order. Oh, in order. In order. I would have to
0: say – yeah, okay, so, so Luka Doncic and then trade up. That's my one and two. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I think. Oh, uh, or. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
3: So, I think Luka Doncic as well. I mean, we, we talked about him before. He's just the, the best five tool player in basketball right now. One of the greatest passers in basketball right now, which is probably one of the most overlooked aspects of his game. He can shoot just among the top of the league. He's a great. Like, he can rebound. He can pass. I said before, he can play defense. He's just got to be one of the best all-around players in basketball. And many people, when he got drafted, were thinking, this guy's not going to be anything. And he played in, what, in Serbia? He was playing European basketball. I mean, he was dominating when he was 16 over there. When I was 16, I could barely dribble around a a kid who played JV. And this kid, 16 was playing Serbian professional basketball players. And he was balling out. So I think Luka Doncic is by far the best. I mean, I like Jason Tatum a lot, too. We were talking about Jason Tatum. Guy's just a great scorer. I mean, the Celtics have not been great this season. They're playing the Lakers right now. I think the Celtics got a lot of young talent, and Jason Tatum's at the forefront of that. I think he's got to step up more as a leader. He's got to be more of that, you know, like I should say more vocal leader, but more of a lead-by-example sort of guy take take charge of that team. I think they could definitely make some noise if they start to play as a team more, but I think Jason Tatum as himself is definitely a top two player under 25 right now.
1: Matt, you on mute, Doug. I'm glad you said something. All right, so Matt, how are you feeling? What are your, who are your t- top two 25 and under players in the league currently?
2: Well, listen, Luka's a bad man. You know, and I could sit here and tell you all about Trey Young, but the fact of the matter is uh, Trey's got a solid team around him. Jason Tatum's got a solid team around him. Um, For me, outside of Luka Doncic, it's kind of a toss-up, so I'm going to have to give you three. John Morant is somebody that we overlook all the time. He's a dog. He's a young Russell Westbrook uh, with that motor. Athletic freak. Playing in Memphis, as we said, if he was playing in New York, Miami, Chicago, Los Angeles, he'd be the highlight reel every day. ESPN would not stop talking about him. But the fact that he's playing down in Memphis, um, it's, it's you know, he gets overlooked a little bit. And for me, uh, another one we don't talk about maybe because of injuries a little bit too much and because he is playing down in New Orleans, Zion Williamson is still a problem. He's injured a lot. But if he could stay healthy, to me, the dude's a freak. He he he's like a combination of a young Charles Barkley with Billy Griffith athleticism, man. And he can shoot. Let's not forget that too. I mean, Zion Williamson is an absolute freak for his career. I mean, under twenty five, I that it's what is he like twenty one? I think twenty five point seven points, seven rebounds, three assists, and it's only gonna get better. You know, and, and he's a force to be reckoned with. And you know, his first season. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, his first season, he shot the three at around um, 42%. You know, it dropped down last year uh, to about 29%. But if he could fix that, how do you stop that, man? Kid's an absolute monster. We, You've seen him. We've seen him rip the ball out of grown man hands, bro. So to me, I think Zion Williamson gets forgotten about because of the injuries. But if he can stay healthy, it, it's going to come down to him and John Morant. And, of course, Luka Doncic, we don't even have to talk about him. We talk about him all the time, you know. But those – all I can say is that the league's in great hands.
0: Yeah, I was going to say – I mean, I wasn't going to put his eye on but the only thing you said, the injuries, man, like, you know, he's a heavy kid and, like, you know, all that weight, you know. Um, so I was going to pick him too, but uh, just the injuries is, like, he has Absolutely. to show me, show me more. But obviously the injuries held him down, but, you know. He's a big fellow, man. So, sorry, Matt. You go ahead.
1: I uh, yeah, I would have to agree with you guys. Luca is the clear-cut number one best twenty-five and under player. But I'm gonna go agree with Anthony on this one, man. Jason Tatum, I feel, has the most player playoff experience out of all the players that are twenty-five and under. Um, he's been to what, like the Eastern Conference Finals twice, two or three times. He's had two or d- uh, two or three deep runs. Dunked on LeBron James his rookie year, and then talked to him. Now, yes, they did end up losing that game, but he was battling. He has that killer instinct. The only thing Jason Tatum needs to learn how to do is close games. Once Jason Tatum learns how to close games, it is over. I think he can even have a chance at surpassing Luka due to the fact that he has way more athletic upside, taller. Any physical attribute you want to you go by, speed, vertical, jump defense. The only thing I feel Luka is better at this point in time is facilitating i feel like jason tatum's upside is better than luca even though that that luca is better right now so i'm gonna have to go with jason tatum i
2: i will agree with most of what you said but luca's shooting is better than jason tatum's man that Ah, shot off that shot off the dribble is nasty dude we were talking about this kid come on he he's literally a combination of james harden and lebron james at points man Granted, the athleticism is is not towards LeBron James, but the the IQ, the facilitating, you know, and then the shot, just the way he draws fouls, the way that he'd be shooting off that one foot, like the awkward angles. The kid is amazing. But I I agree with a lot of what you said there. Uh, And Jason Tatum, Trey Young, everybody. And we didn't even talk about LaMelo Ball. You know, like there's some bad, some bad youngsters in the NBA, man. Zach Levine. Zach Levine, exactly. you know, so yeah, great one. We, Lonzo, there's a lot, man. Yep. Like the, the league lot. is gonna be in great hands, you know. It's when hard LeBron to put, hard KD, to
0: pick two people out of everyone, but
2: for sure, when LeBron and KD, Steph all walk away, I'm still gonna be watching basketball because these kids are competing.
1: Right, but I want to hear from Jordan. Jordan, what made you go with Trey Young over a Zach Levine, a Devin Booker, a Jason Tatum? Why did you go with Trey Young?
0: Look, man, because Trey Young at Oklahoma, he was hitting Curry shots from the Oklahoma logo in college, man, and he, he, he transitioned that to the NBA. I feel like he's a more more like, you know, our, well, obviously Curry's our, our generation too, but he's more of a younger generation for Steph Curry, you know. He, he goes to free ball, goes to shot, like, you know, making plays. Um, kind of, you know, he's a leader of that, of that team, and I feel like I mean, I could have substituted um Trey Young, but I think like, the, we are in good hands with him because like he he can hit like, like carry range shots, man, and like not to that like not consistently, but he can still you know have, he still has that range, um, like like Mad said, and like I said on other podcasts, like we are in good hands with the league when you know LeBron and KD and Steph will eventually when players hang it up. We are in good lead, uh, good hands, and all these rookies and uh, coming in like at, in college. Got my boy um, from Duke, um, Pablo Boncaro, coming coming to the league, man. So we are in good hands with talent, man. But, but yeah, Trey Young, I just want to put him in the list because his, his three point ability. um he, he and he's still young, doing it. He's, I think he's got the bag too. Like what? Like, like I think at a max extension, I think. So I think he what was well, well deserved.
1: Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but I simply can't put him in that upper upper echelon of uh, 25 uh, younger players just because he's such a liability on the defensive end. Yes, he is a a playmaker, but his his three-point shot is actually surprisingly very inconsistent at times. Yes, I feel he does make big shots, uh, especially at this young of an age, he does make some big shots in big games. He shows that he's not afraid of the pressure. But I, I can't give it to him just based off. Uh, he he's a six one guard. There's only so much you can do at six one at that position. And uh, just to go back on what Mad says, I have not pulled it right here. Jason Tatum has shot over forty percent two times in his career. Luka Doncic has only shot thirty five percent once. So uh, maybe the if you want to go based on difficulty, uh, in terms of like the shot making ability, he may, he makes a higher amount of difficult shots. But I think in terms of his efficiency. Jason Tatum is a, is a knockdown. Very, he's struggling right now. He's only shooting about 32% right now. So he's off to a slow start. But for sure. But who's the better closer, Matt? Luca. You got, yeah, I you got you.
2: one shot left. You know, yeah. Luca makes big plays. Jason Tatum, uh, he makes big plays, but he also got a whole team around him, man. You know, they're they're missing, they're legitimately one piece away from they're they're a point guard being consistent away from uh, being in the Eastern Conference Final and possibly being in the championship. Here comes
3: Maz's Isaiah Thomas plug real quick.
2: You know, man, <laughs> you know, plug man plug they
0: them.
3: got the
2: defense. <laughs> they got the defense. They need somebody that can facilitate, extend their, uh you know, space the floor. I'm going to be fighting for Isaiah Thomas to be on an NBA team until the day I die because how dare – what the Boston Celtics did to him, shame on them. But notice everybody that I named, right? Notice everybody that I named outside of Jason Tatum, why I'm giving Luca? why I didn't say Trey. They ain't got teams around them, man. Jai ain't got the best team. He got some young kids around him, but it ain't like he's playing with Jalen Brown. For, you know, wait, he's not playing with Al Horford. What
0: you say, Trey doesn't have a team, bro? He has John Collins. Clint no, no, no. Bella, no,
2: no. I'm, say, I'm saying Trey. Cam Reddit bro. I'm, I'm saying Trey has a team. That's why he's not in my oh, upper echelon. Oh, I'm oh. saying Zion and Job ja because they're doing this without the help. Obviously, Zion was playing with Lonzo, but Lonzo was just wasn't as consistent as he as we're seeing him uh play in Chicago. He was showing spurts of greatness that we know were always there, and he took a, a step forward, especially last year. Brandon Ingram taking a step forward, but these are two streaky guys at times, and I love, mm-hmm. I love Lonzo. I never wanted the Lakers to give him up, but to me, it's just Zion and, and Ja. Like it don't matter where they are, they're gonna get it done. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that Jason Tatum isn't, uh, but I question if Trey Young's gonna put up the same numbers if he doesn't have a, a, a team to rely on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he'll he'll put up more points, but it's gonna be less uh, consistent um, because he's gonna be taking a lot more reckless shots, trying to put teams on his back, as we know he gets reckless a little bit. And he's a defensive liability. Zion, you know, he might not be Kawhi, but, you know, he he played defense, man. We see him block his shots all the way into the next century. John Morant, as we said, is like a young Russell Westbrook, man. So
0: to me, those are just guys that got it all. Yeah, there's so many young players. Like, I mean, I forgot RJ Barrett, my boy, freaking a male quickly on the New York Knicks, man. Like, even if he's a bench player, like, he uh, can. Yeah, he he's nice, man. But that with that with that slick floater, man. Like but both need
1: to be more consistent.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Before they get their flowers, they gotta be more consistent. The Knicks are looking weird right now, man, because RJ be having spurts. And we know Kemba and Fournier are both streaky. I love Kemba, but we know that they're both streaky. And until RJ and quickly are consistent, I'm not gonna sit there and be like they're in that upper echelon yet, because they just keep flip-flopping, man. When you start having consistent uh, success, then I'll start like putting you in those conversations. Same with Zion, too. I put Zion in there just because we forget about him. He's fun to watch, and he's dominant when he's on the court, but he's got to get his health right, man. Otherwise, we're going to be talking about other names moving forward, especially being, quote-unquote, face of
1: the league. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you, especially your point about Luka not having as good of a team as Jason Taylor. Like you said, imagine if Luka was playing with a, J- a Jalen Brown. That would be a sick Dual. They if, if I think if Luka Doncic was in the east, they the they would arguably, probably arguably have a, a top three record. But you have to also keep in mind Jalen Brown has been out of many games so far. He's in fact he's not even playing tonight against the Lakers. Um, but Anthony, do you how do you feel? Do you think Jason Tatum can be the number one option on a championship team? Uh Maz mentioned that they, they're one player away, uh most likely a point guard away from a championship. How do you, what do you think Boston needs? And how do you feel about Jason Tatum in that, in that lead role? I think think he went down again. Yep. That
2: damn Montclair. We pay all this money for some Jackie Wi-Fi, man. And you know, I'm going to take the. I'm going to take, oh yeah, you back. Can you hear us, Aunt? I don't know if he can hear us.
1: Can you hear, can you hear us, Aunt?
2: I'll take this question though, man. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, man. Uh, and here's what I'm going to leave it at right now, right? Jason Tatum is up 116 to 99 in the fourth quarter on the Los Angeles Lakers that have my Los Angeles Lakers, might I add you, that has our. Anthony Davis, yeah, our, I should say, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony, and Jason Tatum working with Dennis Schroeder and Al Freaking Horford. And Marcus Smart is up on the Lakers right now. And don't get me wrong, Al Horford is not a bum by any means. He's a little older, though. Schroeder, streaky, but pulling it together. He gets it together, they're going to be a serious threat. And that's what I mean by one piece away. I don't trust him to pull it together uh, just because I've seen him play for the Lakers and choke in big moments. But And Marcus Smart, too, lockdown defender. But if he – Jason Tatum is doing this right now without – Jalen Brown, man, absolutely, he could lead a team to a championship. And what do you think, Dog?
1: And I don't know if you heard the question. Did you Did you hear uh, the the question I asked you earlier?
3: Uh, no, what question was that? Sorry. Uh, I was asking, that,
1: do you think Jason Tatum could uh, be the number one option on a championship uh, team? And then uh, my second is, what do you feel they're missing? Maz mentioned earlier, that they're one point guard away. From being real serious contenders again, what do you feel the Celtics are missing and how do you feel about uh, Jason Tatum in that lead role?
3: I definitely think Jason Tatum has the talent to definitely win a championship in Boston. He's got the scoring ability. All he really needs is maybe like a number three scoring option. And definitely he needs a good defensive rebounding big man that can get him extra possessions. Which players that I think that they're going to go after, I don't know. I think, I mean, I don't think John Wall's playing again this year, but I would love to see the Celtics go out and get maybe like a John Wall next year if he's healthy. Uh, This year, I'm trying to think who would be available at the trade deadline. I don't know, maybe like a – I actually, I really don't know who they would actually go after, but they definitely need a number three scoring option. They definitely need a big man down low that can get rebounds and can play good like interior defense. Because right now the Celtics are lacking in that department. I really do think though that Jason Tatum can get it done. He just needs the right talent around him and the right coaching.
1: Before we move on, I'm gonna ask you guys this, and uh, I'll let whoever wants to pick this up uh, discuss it first. Who do you think is going to win the NBA championship first if you had to guess? Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, or Jason Tatum?
0: Luka Doncic, Devin Booker,
1: who else? De- Luka, De- Jason Tatum, and Devin Booker. Who do you think is going to win a ring first? I'd
2: say Luka. I disagree.
1: For sure. Yeah, I disagree too. Well, explain yeah. why, Anthony. Why do you feel Luka has a better chance?
3: I just think that the other – all three – I mean – Devin Booker's probably got the best team right now to go out and win a championship. Not that I'm saying that they're going to do it, but as of right now, Devin Booker's got the best chance, but I think Luca's definitely, he's got the drive. He's got the motor. I think he's definitely closest in terms of I'm the guy who can carry you to a championship. Devin Booker, I don't think he can just carry a team to a championship. Neither do I think Jason Tatum at, right now can, but as of right now, if Luka Dodgers had the pieces around him, he's the guy that I could say, he's carrying me to a championship. I think just Devin Booker right now is about a team at the moment, so maybe he'll get that championship sooner. We don't know.
2: Yeah, man, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, uh, just based off of individual. But at the end of the day, this is a team sport, and that's why for me it's going to have to be Jason Tatum because I think they're legitimately one piece away. I think Al Horford is perfectly fine for them right now. Um, They could have someone better, but – you know Al Horford solid. I I think potentially you might have to talk about trading Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's a dog, but if you really want to bring in that big impact player to uh, solidify your big three, Marcus Smart might have to be a trading chip that you have to be willing to give up, especially with that contract that he has. Um, not saying like I said, Marcus Smart is a quality player, especially defensively, but they just need more firepower, and that might be the only way. So for me. It's. I think Jason Tatum's got to be it. Um, just because I think he's in the best situation. I think Phoenix threw all their chips into one bag and said, "This is the year we're going after." And that was last year, and we know it wasn't good enough. You know, fellows, fellas. I
0: think we're. I think. I think we're thinking about one key player, man, in the West, man, Jamal Murray, man. I'm not sure if he. I'm not sure if he. If he's under 25. I'm pretty sure I think he's under 25, but like you know, we didn't talk about him either. on I don't even talk down in the middle. Like, um, but your question, Matt, uh, to your answer, I think it's uh, I mean, it has to be Luca because, like, he, like, like, like Matt said, like, when, when the game on the line, Doncic has that Luca Doncic has that Kobe Bryant, you know, you know, the instinct. Like we saw that um, a couple years ago when he hit that what that what that that off the uh, off the opposite foot uh, failure jumper and, and sank it for the game winner, that shit, that was clutch. Um, like, and right now I believe, uh, if I was a coach, I like, I wanted to have the ball last possession. Like you know he had that he had that LeBron Kobe you know game ice in his veins, uh, type of mentality, and uh, but but. We all um, defer to how Luka doesn't really have um, a lot of players. I mean, he has, he has Brzingis, um, which is, you know, he's kind of he's iffy. He's kind of injury prone. Um, he's kind of like a stretch big. Um, we got Bronson, the point guard. I got Tim Hardaway. I mean, they got some key players. And you got the dude, um, he's like seven foot. I um, forget his name, but he's, he's nice off the bench. Talk about um, Boban. Yeah, Boban, yep, yep. Or uh, uh, or they got Maxi Clearer too, but that's the thing yeah. that's not good enough. That's that's yeah, the not problem enough, with
2: yeah. it. You know, like I was saying, the, the Suns through through the bag, and I don't, I love Mark Cuban as like a person, but I don't know what they can do. They need free agent signings, dude, because trading, they, I don't think they got enough to to really trade for. Kristaps is basically a broken, busted down. Uh, you know, he's streaky, bro. He ain't what he used to be. He ain't New York, injury prone to. I like what you brought up about Jamal Murray, but I think we we look at the best that they're gonna get with Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and Jokic, and I just don't know if it's gonna be enough, you know. So for me, still, it's got to be the Boston Celtics, just because they have a trading chip, they legitimately are one piece away, you know, and they're doing they're in they're they're in a win now mode. Let's not get it twisted. They made some big moves, putting Brad Stevens up to the president of uh, basketball operations then they brought in uh the Brooklyn um nets coach whose name is escaping me right now i apologize but that's these are like they said these are our guys moving forward and this is exactly who we uh trust i'm sorry it was a emi uh, Ine, uh Ud, excuse me if i butcher this name Ime udoka and he, he's being they're quality man but these are they're going after big names in any setting you know it's it's quality over quantity for them, but we're not. They're they're not afraid to make a move, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely win now. I don't see Dallas in a win now mode. I see Phoenix in a win now mode. It's not working. We'll see what happens with Jamal Murray. He's bad. I see Utah in a win now mode, and it's not going to work because the coach isn't good enough.
0: So speaking of coach, I want to. I know this was on the topic uh, for the NBA, but so if the Lakers cannot get it done. Um, can I win a championship with LeBron, Russell, and um, AD. Do you think Vogel's on the hot seat, man? Do you think the pressure's on those three key players to get it done, or do you think um, – like, what do you all think? Because that, 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 that just popped in my head, the question. Hey, you want to take this think? one? Sure, I'll take it.
3: If they don't get it done this year – Vogel definitely. I mean, what would you say? Like, if he doesn't win a championship, or he doesn't make playoffs.
0: Because they they were expected to. I mean, they were the leading odds. Them in Brooklyn, they were like neck and neck with the finals. Even 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 that. Uh, I'm saying that like, if they don't get it done, like get, get to the.
3: Championship. They don't even make a. Cha- they don't even win the
0: championship. All right. All right. Yeah. Like. So oh, do so you so think he's on the hot seat, or do you think they'll get he one more? I if he doesn't make the championship,
3: um, I I don't. I think he's on the hot seat. I don't think he's gonna get fired. They're gonna see if they can they could try one more ride with him. I mean, I think LeBron definitely has a huge say in that organization. It, it seems that he likes Vogel. I think everyone on the team sort of likes Vogel. There's no there's no I don't see any players speaking out against him. I think he still has a grasp of the team. I think he's just he has underperforming players right now. Players that are just not getting the job done. Do
0: you think because that the day like mm, do, do you think sometimes they, as a
3: coach? That, mm-hmm. that, that Like, you, you can't control that. Like, you can only do so much from the sidelines. If you have underperforming mm-hmm. players, it's not really – I wouldn't say it's really his fault. I mean, you got – Russ who's probably having on one of the worst seasons of his career so far. I mean, LeBron's been hurt. You, you can't control injuries. He's really been – it's been a bad hand so far he's been given. But I, I don't think – he'll definitely be on the hot seat if he doesn't make a championship this year. But I wouldn't say he's going to get fired. Mass, what do you think?
2: I'm going to tell you right now, um, for me, Russell Westbrook is on the hot seat, all right, because we brought you in here to be uh, a third star. You know, you got your chance to shine. LeBron goes down. You're the primary ball handler. You and uh, AD holding it down. AD's doing work. Um, He was a little streaky at the beginning of the season, but he's just started picking it up, and he's doing work right now. And it's still coming down to Russell Westbrook's uh, decision-making, inconsistency. And I like Russ, dude. Uh, He's fun to watch. I loved him in OKC we see him um, become human over the last couple of years and it ain't what it used to be, but I don't know. Like I'm not even a big fan of Vogel to be honest with you, but I don't think it's his fault that uh, our our troubles, like it's not, it's not his fault, man. I mean, he's a little questionable with lineups at times, I feel like, and just not saving his guys from himself. But at the same time, like, would you have the balls to pull a Russell Westbrook? Out of the game if he's on if he's an option I don't know if I would I kind of just have to rock with it I'm very big on on rocking with what you got we have a we we have an older bench you know um, we certainly don't have anything great coming off the bench except for Carmelo Anthony which is great for scoring but in terms of point guards coming off the bench Rondo's old man I know I know Matt loves him but Rondo's old and Kendrick Nunn is weird just I'll leave it at that. You know, I, I like Kendrick, no, but he, he goes from super hot to just nowhere to be found at times. So for me, you kind of just have to rock with your main guys. And if LeBron's out, Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook, need to find a way to get it done. And right now is Russell Westbrook is the problem. I don't think it's time to move Russ yet. I'm a, I don't want to jump the ship. Like I did a couple of episodes before. But it's getting frustrating at this point, fellas. And I expect them to be better. I expect to be competing for championships. If they don't get it done, something's got to change. I just don't know what we could possibly do because Westbrook's trade market is nowhere to be found right now for what we need. Do you know what the scores right now? The Laker game. I'm sure the Celtics are up, and we are playing like absolute bums. And that's what I was saying before. That's why I chose Jason. Ta- that's why I chose Jason Tatum. One thirty to one oh eight. Are you absolutely kidding me? Jesus Christ! It, it was I'm just so sick of this. And this is why Jason Tatum will win a championship before Luka Doncic, before Devin Booker, before Trey Young, because Jalen Brown's not even in the goddamn lineup. And he's freaking balling. It's him, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Dennis Schroeder against LeBron James. I'm loving this. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook. And we're getting our asses. Come on, don't get them started. Are you freaking kidding me? God damn it. I can't. This is why JCPO is going to win a chip. Can I listen? Let me let me forget Zion, forget Ja. Jason Tatum might even be better than Luca. Right <laughs> this second, this is unbelievable. I, I, I'm, going, I'm going to bed. Fam. I'll see y'all later, man. Oh man, right, guys,
0: <laughs> come on, bro. Yo, go take a hat time break. Are you I, I good? you gotta be kidding.
3: I checked the score, I go. Oh, do I bring this up right now? I got mad. <laughs>
0: come, you know come on, eh. Like you know he a picker. a time, but I want to come to this shit, man.
2: man <laughs> I, I mentioned I mentioned that they were up, but the fact that it's this is unbelievable. This is uh, I, Jason Tatum I think they should I think the, the final that's the final that's the game 130 to 108. Jason Tatum is a dog. I don't care what anybody says against them. This young man just took Al Horford. I love Al Horford, don't get me wrong. Quality but older. Al Horford, Dennis Schröder, Marcus Smart against Carmelo, Anthony, LeBron James, uh Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook shouldn't even be a you shouldn't even be close in the fourth quarter. That should be at least a 15 point lead. I can't believe Russell Westbrook get the fuck out of LA. Get out of LA. I'm sick of this. Blow up everything. If it's not LeBron, Mello, or Anthony Davis, ship it out of town already. I'm sick of this. I'm jump the if I was
3: if I was, baby. Go ahead, man. go ahead, bro. Maz, the fact that you just went from Russell Westbrook, I love him. I think he's a great player. I love him. Okay, he's eight, to now after checking the score of the game, being like, Russell Westbrook, get out of here. I'm done. This is probably my favorite live reaction that we've had on this podcast ever. Maz. If I was The
2: crazy part is, (laughs) the crazy part is, he only had, he legitimately only had two turnovers. Look, like, LeBron. I want you to name
3: this podcast, Maz Gets Mad. (laughs)
2: Jesus Christ. (laughs) Listen, listen. Out of the four that I named,
0: SEC is going to benefit from the podcast, man. man. Okay.
2: Had the most turnovers with three. But they didn't have bad nights. I mean, Russell Westbrook went five of 13. What else is freaking new? But, I mean, Anthony Davis put up 31, 12, 12 of 21. Um, LeBron James 23, 10 of 16. It's, the three-point shootings was killing us for crying out loud. You got Westbrook going one for four. Davis going 0 oh for three. Check out my boy Mello. I hope. Okay, Melo went three for four. Shout out Mello. Anybody that was doubting Melo, uh, I'm loving Exactly what we're seeing out of this man right now. Playing quality basketball, pulling up consistent numbers, and exactly what the Lakers need. The Lakers are losing, and it's not Melo's fault. It's LeBron's health needs to get better. The three-point shooting needs to be better. And Russell Westbrook needs to pull it together. I'm glad that he's got the turnovers down, but he absolutely needs to get the shooting down. This is ridiculous.
0: So if I was if I was Vulgar right now, I would start THT, man. He's nice. nice. I feel like I feel like he should be starting, and then the Russells come off the bench.
2: You want to play THT at, at your point guard? Here's the thing: THT did start. He was in the starting lineup. He's playing as a shooting guard. But like, so what are you saying, Big J? You want to you want to move LeBron to point forward? Is
0: that what you're saying? No, So I'm saying move. Um, so so THT he's like a, he's like a, he's like a shooting guard. He's like two right. So yeah, i was put.
2: I mean if you could have him guard the one that's fine, but I'll put i put two. Wayne
0: Wayne Elton, Wayne Elton uh point guard, t- two with THT, LeBron to three, uh 80 at the four, and then um Dwight at the five, huh? Or or
2: 80 at the five. Okay, I, I don't hate the lineup, but you still gotta get Russell Westbrook some minutes in there, and I don't want to see Russell Westbrook uh managing a second unit. I don't know why we're not using Wayne Ellington. I mean, Wayne Ellington. He's
0: knife, man.
2: Yo,
3: actually.
1: You Wayne got three point shooter.
2: Yeah, but he went 0 for 3 today and only took three shots. But listen, I mean, Wayne Wayne Ellington shot 41% from three last year, fellas. I want to see more of Wayne Ellington in a team. Has defense. Has playmakers. Um, they just need shooting. You know, we got star power, but we don't. All three are top three stars. Do not shoot that. LeBron James is our best three-point shooter. That's a problem. And LeBron's really stepped it up, but that's an issue. Like, when it comes Over to- Melo? No, I'm talking about Melo's not a top three oh, star. Oh, you're talking about star. Tour. Oh, okay. Top three. Top Melo three. Mello is, is still quality, but he's definitely the fourth best player.
1: Right, okay. You said top three. I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah, out of the I, top can't three. I, I can't well, wait to hear this, hear this podcast of it that's going off. Dude, dude I'm, I, <laughs> so,
2: I, I want to go back I to what I just from not jumping the ship to absolutely pulling the plug, everybody gone over this game because Jalen Brown's not even freaking playing. Not even playing. And the play fact, and the, and the fact, my fellow, like the fact that freaking Dennis Schroeder had 21 points Against the Lakers with six rebounds, six to six. Shot eight of fourteen just proves sometimes you just can't make it on the LA Lakers because there's too much pressure. Screw that guy.
1: Well, that's the biggest problem with the Lakers is their perimeter defense. We every time we go up against a decent guard, they kick our ass. Like literally, every time, whether it's John ja Morant, Stephen Curry, you name it, if they're an above average point guard, they're most likely gonna get close to scoring 30. That's just the reality of things. But I want to go back. I'm glad you came around to my Jason Tatum point. Um, like I said, and people forget Jason Tatum in the playoffs last year, he dropped 50 without Jalen Brown against the Nets. And he he guarded KD and had KD guard him, dropped 50 on him and won the game without Jalen Brown. So I just thought I, I wanted to add that in there. But going back to what Jordan said about uh, Coach Vogel, I do feel that if they don't make it to the finals like Anthony said that he'll be on the hot seat he doesn't deserve it he already won a championship I don't think I think it'll be more based off rep, uh, reputation than what's actually right he shouldn't be on the hot seat he's already done enough he's a quality coach yes he does put questionable lineups out there on the floor uh, like when he puts Rondo and Russ on the court together I, I, I'll never understand that like, hey let's put the two worst shooters on the team together <laughs> let's let's see what happens but um I, I don't think he deserves to be on the hot seat but I I can I can see some pressure being uh, added to his, under his seat if he if he doesn't make it to the finals.
2: Absolutely, Matt. And like you just said, there's questionable lineups. Andre Drummond was killing it for us. All right, I don't care what anybody says. Andre Drummond was quality for the Lakers, and he just keeps on continuously rotating him out every time he gets some momentum against the Phoenix Suns. Vogel's a good coach. Is he a Popovich a Spoelstra? No. But he is quality, but he needs to pull it together. This team needs him to pull it together, but it's not his fault right now, man. The fact that we just said the big four just lost to Jason Tatum and co. is a freaking problem. Shout out Dennis Schroeder for pulling it together, man. Like I said, the Boston Celtics are going to be nasty if they get some uh, quality. If they get this out of Dennis Schroeder when Jalen Brown comes back, it's going to be a problem on the East Coast. I'm sorry, yeah. the, in the East, but yeah, on the East Coast, it's going to be a
0: problem. Yeah. But before we move on, like Ed said, I was gonna have got one more thing for this topic. Like, it's funny how like the the team that we had last year, but the players like Kuzma and uh, Montrezl Harrell, they're 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 going off on other teams, man. And we traded them, Schroeder. I mean, obviously, he didn't really do good on the Lakers. Like, not, not. People are like, oh, we need to get him out of here. But look at what they're doing on on other teams. Dude, they can't handle the pressure. It's just like we're the
2: Yankees of basketball, man. Some teams come to these big markets, they can't handle the criticism, they can't handle the fan base. The Los Angeles Lakers are the pinnacle of basketball. I don't care what anybody says. We're the greatest dynasty of all time, greatest organization. We win championships. We always have the best players, and that's just what it is. Sometimes you can't live up to the hype. Brandon Ingram couldn't live up to the hype. Julius Randle was not doing what he was, what he's doing now in Los Angeles. For whatever reason, there was not even signs of it. All right, Julius Randle was just looking like a stereotypical 1960s power forward. Brandon Ingram with a streaky ass wasn't it just wasn't hanging dude he leaves gets the pressure off him goes to New Orleans and we're talking about him being most improved uh most improved player you know Lonzo Ball granted took a little bit but Lonzo's killing it right now D'Angelo Russell D'Angelo Russell absolutely I mean D'Angelo had to go though for what he did you you messed up the locker room homie you got to keep it moving but D'Angelo Russell I forgot all about D'Lo bro goes to Brooklyn and starts killing it. it it's just the – Wait, was that him
0: or was that, was that Nick Um with Swaggy P? Was that, him was,
2: that was with Swaggy P, but he snitched on Swaggy oh. P and messed up the locker room, you know, so he had to go. And that's just the thing, dude. These guys can't handle playing in the purple and gold, you know. It, it, it's just – it is what it is. It's right. sad to say, but that's why it takes a special player to be a Los Angeles Laker.
1: Right, and it's not – you have to also keep in mind, it's not just playing – in los angeles in the bright lights you're also playing with the second arguably the second greatest player ever to exist as well you also is the lebron james factor as well uh you have to keep in mind paul george he didn't a lot of people are saying he didn't come to los angeles uh the lakers because he was afraid of that pressure and that's why he joined the clippers so you you also have to add in the fact that you're playing with lebron james but we're gonna move on a next topic i was also excited to get into is who has a better career. This was a topic suggested by our own Brandon Slash Mads. Who has had a better career so far, Stephen Curry or Kevin Durant? And I'm gonna start with Mads since you brought up the topic. Talk to me.
2: Listen, we've been talking about who's the best player in basketball for the last couple of years, and it's always been LeBron James or Kevin Durant, LeBron James or Kevin Durant. God damn it, Stephen Curry needs to get some recognition here, man. We're talking about the only unanimous MVP of all time, greatest shooter of all time. He's holding down the Golden State Warriors without a Clay Thompson. Kevin Durant is long gone. I mean, Andrew Wiggins doing quality, but let's be honest, Andrew Wiggins at, is basically Harrison Bar- another version of Harrison Barnes. Um, Steph Curry is the second greatest point guard, maybe the greatest point guard of all time in my Lakers bias to show him because Magic Johnson, to me, a point guard should be a, a facilitator, and Steph is a facilitator. Not like Magic, but he facilitates, and he brings that scoring aspect. He's leading the league in scoring right now. He's a monster, man. Everything, the championships, he was winning championships before Kevin Durant. Two-time MVP, he might go first u- unanimous. We, we're we looking at a third MVP right now if the season were to end tomorrow. Um, granted, it's still very early, but I, I expect nothing less than him. Look what he was doing last year with everybody out. He was giving the Lakers a run for their money in the playoff game. And not much has changed, man. They brought in a couple of rookies. And they're sitting at the number one team in the entire NBA right now. Why are they doing this? Because of Stephen. Wardell Stephen Curry is an animal. And that's it, man. So to me, Kevin Durant is, is a phenomenal player. We're talking the third greatest small forward of all time in Kevin Durant. LeBron James, Larry Legend above him in my personal opinion, but in terms of just gifted ability, arguably the greatest player of all time based on talent, Kevin Durant. And I mean, he's a seven footer who who slings it. But to me, Steph Curry has just been, it's so weird. Cause like, he's not flying under the radar, but because of LeBron James, because of KD, because of Kawhi, he kind of like gets lost in that mix a little bit when he's arguably the best player of the last, you know, five years.
1: I agree. Anthony, how do you, who do you think has had a better career so far? Stephen Curry or Kevin Durant? And who would you rather build a team around Steph or, or, or KD?
3: I think that's a conflicting sort of set of questions. Cause if you're asking who I would build a team around, it would for sure be Kevin Durant because he's just got the natural athleticism. He's definitely the, one of the best scorers we've ever seen. He could do it. He do on the defensive side as well. I think he's not bad at defense. I think if I'm building a team, I'd rather have as Kevin Durant to start like the build around. But if we're talking about who the best player, who has had the best career, I'm taking Steph Curry because he's definitely been that guy. I mean, he's had a great team in Golden State, but he's been the guy in Golden State. He's won two MVPs. He's looking to win his third this year, and it's looking very possible that he might. I mean, he's won. Three three championships, one without KD, and KD had to win his two championships with Curry. So we're talking who has had the better career. Kevin Durant has needed Steph Curry to win both of his championships. Curry has had one has won one without KD. So if we're talking about team success, Steph Curry definitely has that. He's one. He's more MVPs. He's definitely cemented himself as one of the, as Matt said, one of the greatest point guards ever playing in the game. But... I'd rather have Kevin Durant to to build around a team with, but Stephen Curry has definitely had the better career. There's no doubt in my mind.
1: Big J, talk to me. Who who, who do you feel had the better career? And I'm going to also ask you the second question. Who would you rather start your team with, Stephen Curry or KD?
0: Okay, so when I think of, like, legacies and careers, I think about pioneers, people who have changed the game. So we think of the Jordans. The Kobe's, you know, when people when kids when when boys and girls go to the park, when they do that fadeaway jumper, what are they saying? Kobe, Jordan. So I'm have to go with Curry with the greatest career because he has ch- like I, I I said this on previous podcasts um way before I met y'all on my seat early season one I said that um Curry. Has changed the way we look at the three point shot. Um, he like uh he has when big men so with so KD without with, without Curry KD wouldn't be shooting threes man because we don't big men are scrutinized back in the day for shooting three points right they're they're known for like they're known as robins getting boards. Playing big down low. Now we have the Kevin Love, the Jokic, the Giannis going out trying shooting threes. So when I look at careers and legacies and who's the better. I would have to say Curry because he changed the game. We got people in high school, um, like small ball. these people pulling up from threes because of Curry. You know, he he changed the game, and I like how Ant said that uh, without. And without um like KD would not have gotten the ring without without Curry. That, that that's as simple. I mean we'll probably save this for another another story, like or another podcast with LeBron and, and KD, or whatever. But like the way um look, Kate, look, KD, when he was on the OKC, he he could've he could have he could have changed my mind because they were up three one against Clay. When they were young, they were up three-one in in loss three-one, and he joined them. Hey, if you can't beat them, join them, right? So I mean, I I had my take on that on that too with the with the old KD switching teams, but um, definitely I'll start my team with KD for sure because KD like who who wouldn't love a seven-footer to shoot the three, um, and I can build my team around that. But we talk about legacies and. career and longevity in the league. I'll have to go with my my man Curry and and he's he's dropping like like 50 bombs like it's nothing. 50 pointers like it's nothing man. Like like 50 point games like it's nothing. Like so
2: for sure big j you know and I think uh that is actually one of your best takes I think I've ever heard from you bro I love that take Uh, you changed the game man I remember uh, before the MVP season, it was the season before the MVP season. I'm watching the Golden State Warriors. I'm at my cousin Eric's house. And uh, for anybody that knows me, my cousin Eric, we butt heads all the time. And, you know, we have different takes on like sports. He's a lot more of an analytics guy. I'm, I'm a lot more of a of just, you know, the feels for guy. I love if you ask him, he wasn't a big fan of Allen Iverson because he was inefficient. If you ask me, Allen Iverson was a dog because he didn't need to be inefficient. He, he was a winner. You know, I looked at Steph Curry one night in his kitchen. I think it was around like Christmas time, and Curry's dropping threes from you know ten foot behind the, the three point line. And I turned to him. I said, "This guy's going to be an MVP." He said, "You're bugging." I said, "Dog, he's going to be an MVP." I wish we had a podcast back then. I wish I was on a podcast back then, just so I would have had proof of this. I swear to God, on everything I, I, did, I gave this take. I did not see the game changing. Though I don't, nobody saw the game changing. Um, with Steph Curry and the legacy has been phenomenal. As you said, you go to any park, you got, you got these knuckleheads pulling up from half court, thinking that they're going to splash it. And some of them just do not at the rate of this man, though. The work has been phenomenal. Steph Curry is amazing, bro. Who plays with Kevin Durant and puts up the identical numbers to their to their MV, their first MVP season. Cause Steph Curry did. We didn't talk about that to uh, a lot because he he was playing with Kevin Durant. But the fact that he averaged right around the same statistics from his first MVP season while playing with Kevin Durant absolutely goes to show you that he's a bad man. Now, granted, Kevin Durant was arguably the better player on the team when they were together, but just looking at overall body of work when they're not with each other, I I think Steph Curry takes the cake.
1: Right, and I know uh, Jordan wants to get back in it, but real quick, I have to say I agree. Stephen Curry has had the better career. I mean, obviously, two MVPs, looking like he's gonna (laughs) about to get his third. One of them was unanimous, proving that he could win a ring without Kevin Durant. But there's the thing. I actually, I'm gonna surprise. I'm probably my uh, on my own on on this. I think Stephen Curry. I might might take Stephen Curry over Kevin Durant, and it's just for this reason, right? We both. If they're at the highest level you could be as a player, right? Top knots, upper echelon. line, we get all that. Both have rings, can score the basketball. But this is what separates Stephen Curry from every other player in the league. I believe Stephen Curry can literally play with anybody. We've seen that with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, he was they didn't mesh. It was they were too both too busy on scoring. But separates Stephen Curry from everybody else is his movement without the basketball. I think you can surround Stephen Curry. You can give Stephen Curry Russell Westbrook. You can give Stephen Curry Marcus Smart. You can give Stephen Curry uh, players who are not quite as good at shooting as his teammates. And I still think he can get the job done. And we, like you said, uh, Jordan and Mads, we saw Stephen Curry go up against KD when, uh, when the Warriors were down 1-3. And they were both in their primes. It was Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant straight up versus Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry. And who won? Stephen Curry. So we we in reality, we actually already saw it. So I, in my estimation, I know it may be devil's advocate, but I, I think I might take Steph just on based on how like he can mesh with others. You're not alone in that one. I think
2: we're actually split two, two because I'm with you, Matt. I, I got to take Stephen Curry. I will not bet against him unless maybe it's just, you know, prime LeBron. As for players that are in the league. Exactly. Right yep. now. But even then, I still might even take Steph, depending on how I'm feeling that day.
1: True, true. All right. Any other remarks, Jordan?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, like, is this is a piggyback off of um, Mad, Big Mads' um, earlier uh, comments. Like, yeah, this man not only is hitting from like half court, full court range, but this man's hitting pregame tunnel shots, man, from the tunnel, bro. This man's hitting pregame warm up shots, sitting down, wetting, wetting shots, bro. Like who who takes up shots from the freaking tunnel? The tunnel is like 80, 80 to like what ninety feet from the rim at least. Like it's deep, and he's just shooting them, man. Like it's just like. If if you were to ask me one player to sit down with at a dinner table, it would have to be Curry, man. It's like what what is your technique, man? I mean, because I mean I know I can shoot. I mean I know I can. Shoot. I'm a shooter, but like, what is your technique, man? Because that quick release, bro. Yo, man, you seen the videos, bro. Well, like you seen me pull from half court. Not, maybe you know. Maybe you have it cause you don't have snap. Never mind, bro. Listen, dog. I know. <laughs> listen, I've heard the stories.
2: Johnny G has been, uh, has been telling the stories. But that's the thing about Steph Curry. He's your favorite shooters' favorite shooter. He makes great shooters look like they're playing average ball. Man, he just crushed. He crushed Reggie Miller. He crushed uh, uh Ray Allen. We don't talk about Clay Thompson enough because Clay's playing with Steph Curry, you know. So, but fellas, I think it's time to move
1: it along. Right. Uh, so let's get in, let's dive into some NFL talks. First topic: Antonio Brown reports came out that his chef uh, told on him and told him that uh, he had fake COVID IDs. Uh, I'm going to throw this to Ant. How do you feel about the whole situation? Now, obviously, this is all alleged. There's nothing confirmed yet. They're investigating still. Uh, so what are your thoughts on um, the whole situation? Do you think this is going to cause any issues in the locker room that uh, may do a disservice to the Buccaneers? I'm going to throw it to Ant. Uh,
3: so apparently the, these reports came out from his chef, like his personal chef that he, his chef got fired that he had uh, illegally gotten a fake vaccination card to pass off to the NFL saying that he was vaccinated, which is I, – I guess if there was one person that I could say would get this happen to him, it would be Antonio Brown because he's just one of those kind of guys. It just seems like something stupid happens to him every one month, every two weeks. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think – I don't think much is going to happen to him in the sense that I haven't heard much of what the NFL's investigation has been like regarding that. I think maybe he'll get like a one or two game suspension. I think uh, so. I mean, and, and the bucks without him are no much different than the bucks with him. I mean, he's, he's, he's certainly like their number two or three receiver. Uh, I mean, he yeah, got got with Evans, but I think Brown's definitely cemented himself when he is healthy. He's been out for the last few weeks. So uh, with an ankle injury, but yeah, this whole situation has been very odd. I mean, last few weeks we've been dealing with these uh vaccination stories with Aaron Rodgers and now this one with Antonio Brown. It just seems weird that these guys who are making all this money would jeopardize that just so they can't take a shot, which has clearly been proven to not really do much in the side in the sense of uh side effects. You get like maybe a day of side effects and that's it. But these guys are thinking that it's going to ruin their careers, which it just isn't. I mean, I think they're risking too much just to not get the shot when it, it's clearly been proven that it's th- it doesn't really do much to uh, hurt your health. But yeah, Antonio Brown, dumb decision. I, 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 I clearly would expect it from a guy like him, just by the way, his track record has been proven over time. I mean, what well, else can we, we say?
1: We have to keep in mind, it, it is alleged. Nothing's been proven yet. So we, I don't want to just uh, accuse him and say it's, it's settled that he definitely did do it. Uh, But definitely it isn't a good look uh, for Antonio Brown or the Buccaneers. Mass, how do you feel about the entire situation? And do you think this is going to be an issue moving forward? And what do you think the penalty should be if this is indeed true?
2: Uh, Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it is going to be a problem moving forward. Uh, As we said, we don't know if it's true or not. So until there's due process and, you know, they figure out the internal investigation. I mean, listen, Aaron Rodgers got popped on this, so anybody could get popped on this. Am I right? Uh, I think the fine... And the punishment for it is absolutely a joke. Um, as we saw, my man C.D. Lamb caught a bigger fine for having an untucked jersey than Aaron Rodgers caught for faking the whole vaccination. And, you know, that's BS. Um, but as, as Ant said, if, if you told me Antonio Brown um, did do this, I would not be entirely surprised just because of uh, the last couple of years. The man's been flying off the wire a little bit, but I hope it's not true. I hope this is just like some, you know, salty ex-employee getting, you know, pissed off and putting out some slander because he, for whatever reason, the business uh, relationship failed from being his personal chef. But the fact of the matter is this, Tom Brady does not look as comfortable as the GOAT should when Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski are not in the lineup. These guys have become his safety blankets. They're definitely his favorite targets. He still has Godwin and Evan, so I'm not counting them out. I'm just saying I think it's a it's a problem moving forward just because Tom has guys that he relies on, guys that, you know, he knows that when I'm in a jam, this is who I'm looking for when the game's starting to uh, – I got to take over the game. You know, this is – he's been the GOAT because of consistency. He likes having a routine. He likes having his guys around him. We were talking about a guy where there's legitimately a story out there um, I think this is my father's favorite story about a dedication of an athlete. It was the day after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, and he was with a, a friend at a, at his house. It might have been Mark Wahlberg. I'm not positive who it was. But they were talking about uh, they were sitting around having a glass of wine, and Tom wouldn't have a glass of wine. And they asked him, Tom, why not? And he said, I'm in training. So, Tom, you just won the Super Bowl. It goes, doesn't matter. We're coming back for another one. This is how you build greatness, consistency. Uh, doing the little things and falling on your main guy. So with, with the Gronk's uh, injury history and A.B.'s uh, headaches, you know, it, it could be a potential problem moving
1: forward. Right. And uh, before I let Jordan go, I was going to say, uh, following Anthony's thoughts, I, I disagree with his point that uh, their offense and their team would be the same without Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown in the lineup. I don't see them beating the Rams – or one of these dominant teams, contenders in the AFC without Antonio Brown, he does so many different things. He could play the slot. He's a good deep threat. But uh, I like, I just don't, I don't see them being the upper echelon teams without AB. He does too much. Like I said, he could play the slot. Can he, he gets in the creases of the defense? He's very familiar with Tom Brady. They have great rapport. But uh, Jordan, how are you feeling about the entire situation? Um, do you feel that this may be a problem going into the future? And if this indeed is true, what do you think the repercussions should be for Antonio?
0: You are yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I caught, I caught that. Um, no, but while y'all were talk, doing your takes, I was actually bringing one of the articles on ESPN. And um, today, uh, head coach Bruce Arians said on Friday that he has no reasons to believe that wide receiver Antonio Brown procured a fake uh, COVID-19 vaccination um, card and that the team did, did do its internal due diligence, uh, his own research, but... The coach, Bruce Arian, said that, well, we did our investigation. I'll let the NFL do theirs. Um, also, in the um, article, it says that um, um, the player came over to his house, to the, to the person's house several times on multiple occasions uh, to get several copies, different copies of, of different vexation cards. So maybe that's, I mean, this is too early to getting to like, the event because they're still doing an investigation. Um, but if this is, if that's true, and this is, in fact, um, like what it is to be. Um, the question is, like, how long are how 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 many games has he done? Has he done this? Has he has he, has he done this the whole season? Um, um, and yeah, I think the repercussions is if if everything is is what it's true, I think he. He might be done for the year, man, because, or wow. maybe like the rest of the season. He, the can't, year, he, he, can't, the be. he can't be. Not He can't.
1: That would be, be asking Iron based on how they treated Aaron. Uh, you gotta have consistency,
2: man. Yeah. Uh, there's absolutely if Antonio Brown catches a yeah. longer suspension than Aaron Rodgers, I, I'm gonna be. That's ridiculous. if he's doing it, Jay, If he's doing it, it's been the whole season. I think. Um, I think it might be slightly. More punishable than Aaron Rodgers just because he is the second guy, and it's like okay, now we really need to start cracking down on this. I've been like a couple, like nine or eight. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, like he if he's faking, he's faking it the whole season. But at the like, Aaron Rodgers been faking it what, like one week less for crying out right. loud. So for me, the only way to make this fair is you got to give him the same uh, suspension. Everything that Aaron Rodgers got, you got to you got to give work, him – and, and then put out the statement, anybody moving forward, crank that up to tenfold. This is your repercussions. We're going to let you come out now and, and get through it, you know, because I will say this, man. We, we rag on Kyrie Irving a lot on this podcast, but at least Kyrie had the balls to stand by what he believed in instead of sitting there faking it and potentially putting people at danger. All right, so I respect Kyrie in that – Sense Aaron Rodgers, I lost a little bit of respect for it. Not that he gives a damn, but um, I lost a little bit of respect just because dude, you're a liar. Like, and then sitting there being like, oh, I was playing the uh, you know, the gray area. Come on, dude, you know what you was doing was wrong, you were deliberately deceitful. And AB, I, I hope it's not true, but if he is, like, you need to get the same punishment as Aaron Rodgers, and then they got to crank it up so this way nobody else, uh. Decides to follow suit,
0: man, because you got to protect the video. This just back and forth like AB didn't do this, like this is it's all a mess. Well, they around. got no clue, they got no so, clue. Right. Yeah, so, so, right. so maybe a, a worse could be a fine or a couple games, a couple suspension, a couple games for suspension. but it's too early. It's like, oh, uh, AB didn't do didn't do this, and then another side say he, he did do it. So they're going to do their internal investigation for the NFL and see what it is. But if it does come come back to bite, them, them in the ass, then I mean it could be detrimental to the to the team, man. Right. And so, I love
1: Brandon's point about the, the Kyrie how we uh, treat the treatment of Kyrie. At least Kyrie is straightforward, he doesn't hide behind any lies or mass He he's he's straightforward in what he believes in. And if you agree or disagree, he's still gonna do him. Uh, but before I get Anthony in here again, I did read the reports, and uh, but before I say that, I do believe it is a bigger deal. Uh, what Aaron Rodgers did than what Antonio Brown did, because you're the quarterback of the team. You were the no questionable leader. You're supposed to be, quarterbacks are seen in a light than any other position, all right? Receivers, cornerbacks, they're they're, they're even known as divas, all right? So seeing a receiver do this isn't shocking, but to see a leader of a franchise do this, a Super Bowl champion and Aaron Rodgers do that, I think is way worse than Antonio Brown. That's just my opinion.
2: And I I I appreciate your take on that, but I think it gotta be the same thing. I want to see quarterbacks taken off the pedestal, man. We as a league have been protecting them for way too long, and I get that they're held to this higher standard because they're the quote unquote face of the franchise. But not every franchise has their quarterback as the face of the franchise. For the past couple past years, J.J. Watt was undoubtedly the face of the uh, the Texans. You know, don't tell me that. and Lawrence Taylor wasn't the face of the New York Giants back in the day, you know. So, start holding guys to the same accountability and stop putting uh quarterbacks on the pedestal. And for God's sake, let the QB take a clean hit, just like anybody else. I, I do agree
3: with the sentiment that uh Aaron Rodgers, what he did was horrible. And as, as, as the quarterback, you are held to sort of a higher pedestal, but and I, I do also agree with Matt in the sense that. Quarterbacks shouldn't be held to this higher pedestal. They are just like everyone else. If they make a mistake, just as bad as someone else, they should be uh, punished as bad as someone else. That is definitely a problem in the NFL. We definitely see these quarterbacks as larger than life, and when they do mess up, they do get a little bit of a lighter sentence. Like uh one thing I can think of is Tom Brady in the Deflategate scandal. I mean, he only got four games for what that that what happened with the Deflategate. I mean. Most guys in that situation would probably get a whole year suspension.
2: Hey, but we're going to need Tom a Brady. podcast on that because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think Tom Brady's that fault there, but we'll save that for another day.
3: Yeah, but what I'm just saying, but like if that was another player, Tom, if it wasn't Tom Brady. Well, he
1: would have got shredded. Exactly. Shredded.
3: Exactly. But like, that's what I'm saying. So I, I do think that there's a problem with, with the quarterbacks and holding to a higher standard, but. I think this whole vaccination situation when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown, we need to have a common punishment. I think two to three games is probably good enough. Give them a good fine uh, just to let everyone else know that this behavior will not be tolerated. If you want to lie about your vaccination, know that there's going to be a risk. You're putting everyone on your team in danger, and you're also putting yourself in some danger as well. As a, financial, and probably you're not going to be able to play some games this year, which could cause your team a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got a little bit of background. I'm um, in the article down further. It said that according uh, I think the chef uh, is Ruiz, um apparently he moved into Antonio Brown's house in Tampa, Tampa Bay, Florida. And after the week one game against the Dallas Cowboys, um, they their relationship kind of broken off. And they knew like and Antonio wanted to Renegotiate the rate for the cook, for a chef, but they didn't. They didn't disagree. So he moved back to Los Angeles. So they kind of split. So I guess he wanted to, you know, get back at AB a- for, you know, kind of having that right. rock rock relationship. So I mean, who knows, man? It, it, it kind of reminds me of like different different situations, different circumstances. Kind of reminds me of like the like with the Raiders situation, with like looking at the information, man. I would say he wanted to get back at AB for doing something that they knew was under the rug. Um, I, I know the different circumstances, different situation, but it kind of reminds me of like, of like that. So, I mean, we'll see uh, what the NFL does i'm really very intrigued to see what they do so i mean we'll find that out in the in the coming weeks and maybe a couple maybe a month or two
2: yo last comment on this the internet stays undefeated because i just scrolled past a meme where they had ab's vaccination card and it had a picture of mclovin from uh McLovin, <laughs> baby. that's super bad yo the internet some days, undefeated. is just exactly what you need bro and some days it's awful but today undefeated
1: and also, keeping uh, keep in mind that uh, the NFL teams are responsible for verifying the personal, air, uh, personal player vaccine status. Uh, and obviously, it it is illegal to falsify government seals. Uh, so we're gonna wait and see what happens with that. Hopefully, it isn't true. Uh, but if it is true, they might end up having to find the teams. I don't know if they're gonna get fined. Uh, I know the Packers are fined three hundred thousand dollars, but they they might lose draft picks because this would be the second offense. Uh, but let's move on to Cam Newton and his big debut returning to North Carolina. I was very excited and happy for my brother, Cam. He deserves to be an NFL starter in this league. Um, Mass, how are you feeling about Cam Newton going back? And do you think he can lead them to the playoffs? I
2: told you that was my MVP last, last episode, dog. Um, it's the biggest comeback. I think he, he has a shot at leading them to the playoffs so if Cam keeps balling out um but we've seen him be a little inconsistent having some big weeks for um for New England but he's home he he's the prodigal son you know um i know he's not from like carolina but they love him there and he's their guy uh he's got an mvp correct me if i'm wrong right and like playing down there in uh carolina you know so yep. they, they love him down there he's got everything he feels comfortable maybe this is the resurgence that he needs Uh, Clearly, everybody else that they brought in after him was not the um, starter that they were looking for, wasn't the move. He comes back and has a legitimate shot. They they just got CMC back. Uh, Robbie Anderson and him seem to be having a nice uh, little connection there. Arguably the most uh, offensive talent that he's played with. So we'll see. Um, I think they could scrape into the into the playoffs. But it's still a little too early and I want to see Cam this week. But I'm just really glad that the brother got a shot at uh showing his worth because I just think he was done a little dirty. Um and obviously New England wasn't the fit for him. But it's always nice to see Cam succeed because he's given us countless uh excitement over the past couple of years. Uh Ant, what do you think, Doug?
3: Yeah, I mean when I, when I heard the news that uh, Cam resigned signed with the uh, Carolina Panthers, all I could think of was, man, the memes that are going to spawn out of this are going to be hilarious. This guy is definitely one of the great personalities of the NFL over the last few seasons. I mean, you could do anything. His, his post-game outfits, when he's always showing up with those, with those baklava's, you know what I'm talking about, where he ties up his hair, he... He always types in that weird, like, dialect on his Twitter. Like, he's one of the great personalities of football. And it sucked not having him in the game this first half of the season. You want, like, those personalities to have a chance to play. And now when he finally got three signed back to his home team, I go, yeah, this guy's going to be back to what – I do not say back to what he was, but he's definitely going to be close. I think the Panthers definitely love him. The guys definitely rally around him. You saw – there's a video – during the Cardinals game, they had a sort of like on the sideline. Can had the whole team huddled around mid game, and he was talking to them like sort of like as a as a captain. He only had been there for three days since he resigned. That just goes to show the amount of respect the locker room already has for him, and that shows how little respect that they had for Sam Darnold. So I I think the Carolina Panthers made a great move. I don't think. He's going to be there for long. I think maybe this is just a one-year rental sort of thing before they draft the quarterback next year. But for what you want right now, I think Cam's a perfect guy to have in that locker room, keep guys cool, keep guys tense, and maybe the Panthers can sneak in the playoffs this year. Who knows?
1: Right. Uh, I, I missed it. Uh, Brandon, did you say that Cam could lead them to the playoffs?
2: Uh, I think he, he could get them there, man. Uh, it's, still, it's still too early to tell. It depends on what he does uh, this upcoming week. Um, but Cam, I, I, I'm I'm rooting for him, man. That's for sure. You know.
1: All right, Jordan, how do you feel about Cam Newton's return? And how how far do you think he could lead this team? What? Can
0: y'all still hear me, man? My mic is like fuzzy. Yeah, you're, you're good. No, nah, you're good. You're All perfect. Right. On my end, it's kind of fuzzy, but um, yeah, I think that. Uh, I mean, I like it, man. I mean, obviously, one game is and not is is one step. Besides what he can do. But like I feel like you know what I saw. Like he's he's very he's like I'm back. Like he is back, man. Superman is back. And um, I remember that one play. I think I think it was last year. Um, they were playing the Packers, right? And I think everyone is knows this. He was like, uh, I think it was um Clay Matthews. Uh, like it's a real route. it's a real route. It- Oh, you watch a film, huh? All right, ready? Ready. <laughs> and then he fucking did he, a he, 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 touchdown. So, like, yeah, look what Ant said. Like, he brings the energy that they need. Um, Like, you saw, like, they're on a golf cart pregame. You know, they're like, yeah, with the homies, you know, like, so, I mean, he brings that swagger, man, that, that they need. And not, I mean, I don't think Sandor, he it's not that. As he's not at as electrifying as Cam Newton, that's what they need—that boost of energy. And um, well, I think they got their, uh they receiver Robbie Anderson, right, from Houston, from the Jets. Robbie Anderson, yeah. Are oh, you yeah, Robbie Anderson? So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll let the fit. So,
1: all right. Let me ask you this: um, If Cam doesn't make the playoffs or is inconsistent throughout the rest of the year. Do you think this is going to be his last chance at being a starter, starting quarterback in the NFL? Do you think this is his last chance, or do you think he'll end up on another team eventually?
0: Um, I mean, I feel like he might go to the Saints next year because Jamison Winston um, is out with that ACL, man. So, I mean, they might or they might draft a quarterback, but I think that's a good fit for for him in New Orleans. That's a great pick, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I mean, if Michael Thompson can get shit together, I mean, I know it's injury and whatever, but um, if he can get healthy, I mean, him and Cam Newton, that's dangerous, man. And then they got Kamara in the backfield. Hey.
1: Maz, how do you feel about it? If if Cam doesn't isn't able to lead them to the playoffs or he's un- inconsistent, do you think this is his last chance at a starting position in the NFL or just in the NFL period?
2: Well, if they don't make the, uh, the playoffs, it, it all depends on whether or not it's Cam's fault. You know, we got some um, questionable things going down in Carolina. CMC is no longer the dominant running back like he was. I believe uh, my man over at uh, Derrick Henry in Tennessee is taking that title from him just because the best ability is availability. Granted, he did go down with a foot injury, but CMC's been injured the last two seasons, so we'll see if he can even be healthy getting to the playoffs from this point forward. Robbie Anderson playing with the Jets, I mean, Let's be honest. He's not Randy Moss. He's not CD Lamb. You know, he's not a, a marquee name at the wide receiver position. He's he's an okay wide receiver. You know, he's solid at times. But we'll see if and now. Obviously, if Cam can't hang, yeah, you got to start debating uh hanging it up. He's got an injury history. Didn't make it work uh, up in uh, New England. We we'll, we are seeing. Mac Jones have a good season right now leading uh rookie quarterbacks and stuff, but at the end of the day, um, it all comes down to how Cam personally performs. I don't think making the playoffs uh decides whether or not he gets a chance. I think it's what he does individually decides whether or not he gets a second chance, and like I said, I'm rooting for him
1: same Anthony. Do you feel that um, if he doesn't play up to – Cam doesn't play up to par or if they miss the playoffs that this might be his last opportunity to start? Or do you feel that he might be out of the league, period, if he doesn't play uh, up to level of expectations? And did you um, hear him? I think, he's, I think he's frozen.
2: That damn Montclair Wi-Fi, bro. We play all this money <laughs> – just for this thing to go down.
1: Oh, he's, he's yeah. using that Montclair Wi-Fi? He's on that
2: Montclair Wi-Fi. He's, a, he's, he's in oh, the door yeah. right now, but I actually believe he's in a study room. We apologize for any technical difficulties, uh, especially during COVID. And due to uh, monetary reasons, we cannot all be in the same studio at times. Um, So we got to do this from home. And you know, listen, my home Wi-Fi isn't the best. Montclair Wi-Fi is Jaggy Anthony, give us a thumbs up if you can hear us, my brother.
1: Are you back, Anthony? Yeah. <laughs> nah, he can't hear. Nah. No, man, that thing. So let's changing. let's just move. Let's just move on. Um, Matt, as you mentioned uh Mac Jones having uh probably the best year out of all the rookie QBs. How has he looked to you, and what do you? How far do you think Mac Jones and this New England team can go?
2: Um, I'm gonna stand by my original take that I had a couple weeks ago. Mac Jones and the New England Patriots will go as far as Bill Belichick will take them. Um, I'm not sold on Mac Jones, even though he's probably having the top year out of all the quarterbacks. But I also said he's the one rookie quarterback with the best situation. He's walking in to uh, he walked in to the goat of coaching, um, a guy who with Tom Brady has won multiple Super Bowls, the most winningest coach of all time when it comes to Super Bowls, Bill Belichick is God when it comes to football. You know, um, it's amazing. But I will say this they end up playing the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night football. They won 25 to 0. Mac Jones, 22 of 26, quality, 207 yards. One touchdown, one interception. That's a game that he should have blown out of the water. Shouldn't have had any picks uh, if he's the real deal, in my opinion, because Atlanta has been dog water this entire season. You know, um, I just don't see Matt Jones being the guy outside of the system. I mean, if he's not with Bill Belichick, I I don't think he's going to be as good as we're seeing him being. And, I mean, dude, 45-7 to against Cleveland – the week before doesn't even break 200 yards for crying out loud. Granted he threw for three uh, touchdowns, but I mean that to me is just saying that they're doing the stereotypical little five yard routes or under hitting those screen passes and just doing whatever they need to do to get uh, Mac Jones comfortable with their system. And I just think it's going to be another situation where if he, as long as he stays in new England, he'll be successful. But if he ever leaves New England, this is not gonna be a Tom Brady esque uh uh leave. Go ahead, Ed. Here's the thing, Maz. You're talking about that Mac
3: Jones benefits from the system. That he's in the system. He's not leaving for a while. So for there's sure. There's no reason why he can't be a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback in the system, and now he's in the system. So let, let's listen. see what he can do while well, he's, he's in I mean, the he even, system.
2: Even the week before against Carolina, which nobody's sitting there saying that Carolina's got a great defense. I mean, he went 12 of 18 in a 24-6 to 6 win. He went 12 of 18, one touchdown, one interception. Granted, he's a rookie, and I'm being pretty harsh right now. I watched Mac Jones all in college, and I just saw him uh, benefit from talent around him. He's an okay quarterback. I don't see him being an Aaron Rodgers going out there and single-handedly winning you a game. I don't see anybody recreating um, Tom Brady and and just being like, we always talk about Tom Brady being a system quarterback, but Tom Brady is a game manager, a game manager. And we'll see what Belichick instills in him, but I still don't think he's going to be the best quarterback out of this draft. I think he's in the best position out of the quarterbacks, but I'm still going to be rocking with Trevor Lawrence until somebody proves me otherwise, just because the kid knows how to win. And I see the Jaguars turning around in in the next upcoming years, maybe not right away. But to me, Trevor Lawrence is a guy that's going to go out there and win you a game. I don't think Mac Jones is capable of doing
1: that, at least not just yet. I want to get Jordan in here. Uh, Jordan, what is your initial thoughts on how Mac Jones has been playing and how far do you think he can lead this team along with Bill Belichick, as Matt has mentioned? How far do you think the Pats can go with Mac Jones, the rookie quarterback going forward, uh, looking to be a contender? I
0: mean, I know they played – can, can y'all hear me right? Got you, got you. I, I put my, uh I plugged in my microphone to my laptop. So, um, yeah, so, personally, I mean, from what I saw last night, I mean, I know they played the Falcons, a terrible defense, but he was making good passes. Um, Obviously, he has a good coach, and Belichick, one of, probably one of the most greatest of coaches of all time. Um, Obviously, he won't be like a Tom Brady. Um like, level quarterback, but, I mean, he has the potential to, you know, be a great quarterback. Um I just disagree with that comment that Matt said about Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he, he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, what's their record right now, man? But look at Matt Jones' record. DJ
2: Shark is out, bro. He's Listen, I love Urban Meyer, but Urban Meyer uh, might not be able to cut it at this level. And he's not Bill Belichick, for crying out loud. DJ Shark is down. Um... I can't even name the second best wide receiver on this. Thank you, Chanel. Like, I feel like you know, I mean, like, listen, like quality, but Mm -hmm. like, where he's not working with anybody great, and he doesn't have a goat defense to rely on right now because that defense has been killing it, and that defense has been killing it because they got the goat coach, man. I mean, come on, give if you trade places Trevor Lawrence for Mac Jones right now. I guarantee you Trevor Lawrence against the Panthers, against Atlanta, against Cleveland, especially in the 45 win. He's thrown for over 300 yards and has multiple touchdowns. Matt Jones, they're playing it safe with him, and I don't think he's capable of doing what Trevor Lawrence is capable to do. I don't think he's capable of doing what Justin Fields is capable of doing on a football field. You take any one of those guys. Granted, Belichick saw something in this kid and said, this is my next protege moving forward. All right, this is my guy. But at the end of the day, if you put Trevor Lawrence there, Justin Fields, they do a little better.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I feel like I, mean, I feel like Trevor Lawrence is a more. If you put him on the Pacers, I feel like he's more of a more of a mobile quarterback. Because I feel like you know when it comes to like the only comparisons I see with Tom Brady and Mac Jones is they're both kind of pocket passers. Like you don't really see Matt Jones scrambling, okay, in case he needs to. But I feel like, like you said, Matt, if like you put like Trevor Long on the pastries right now, like I feel like he can gain gain more extra yards with with his with his run. Um, but personally, I mean, I mean, and their defense is good. I mean, they got my boy Judon. I got Hightower. Got McCarty, uh, one of the twins. I mean, I mean, they're looking Van Noy. They're looking pretty good, man.
1: Yeah, I would have to agree with Maz. Mac is definitely in the best situation. He definitely has the best talent surrounding. He has an incredible defense. They're playing like a top five defense at the moment. He's playing for the greatest coach to arguably ever to, to ever be in that position. He has a lot. And no, I don't think he's as spectacular as Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. But what Mac Jones does fits perfectly for what New England likes and what they're used to. Tom Brady isn't the most spectacular, but he's very efficient. Doesn't do too much. Doesn't put the ball in harm's way. Um, Mac Jones, like you said, nothing crazy. He's only had one game where he's thrown more than two touchdowns, and that was against Cleveland uh, in that blowout win. Um, so he, like Maz mentioned, he is doing a lot of dinking and dunking. Nothing spectacular, but he is so efficient. I'm impressed. I'm impressed by his poise because he seems to have the, 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 the locker room's attention and leadership, the people follow him. He, especially at this, it's hard to go in a situation, especially in a place like New England where expectations are so high and you're a rookie quarterback and coming in for, uh, filling in the goat shoes. I think he's doing a remarkable job uh, given the fact that he's a rookie. So I'm very impressed. But do I think he's going to be ever an elite quarterback? I may have to agree that I don't think he ever will be elite. Uh, But he's an above-average quarterback for sure.
2: Listen, man, and you just said it best, you know? Like, we're on the same page here for this one. Matt Jones is probably going to have a solid career, you know, but he will never be, in my opinion, an elite quarterback. And by elite quarterback, I mean, like, he might break top ten a couple of years every now and then, but he will not be a consistent guy. He's not going to go out there and put teams on his back. When you're given the winning playbook by the goat coach, man, what do you
1: expect to happen? W's. <laughs> Here's the thing.
3: Here's the thing I'm, I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up a quarterback who was great, statistically great, but at the beginning of his career, he was a bit of a game manager. And that quarterback was Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers started his career was very much a game manager. He had Ladainian Tomlinson in his backfield, and pretty much all his job was was to hand the ball to Ladanian Tomlinson or dunk it to Ladanian Tomlinson. So, yeah, he started his career as a game manager. but That doesn't mean he didn't evolve into one of the greatest passers in the game at that point. And I think right now you're underselling that. I think he's a great passer. He's shown that he can push the ball down the field numerous times. I mean, he's got Kendrick Bourne, who's caught a couple of long touchdown passes. He's hit Jacoby Myers on the sideline a few times. I think he's got a good arm. He's got great football IQ. I think with Belichick and a little bit more time, he can develop into that passion that you guys don't think he can be. I I, I think I mean, he's he's definitely young. He's definitely a little raw. But he's going into a system that he knows. Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are pretty much like football brothers. They do the same exact thing. So he's, he's grown through that college system with Nick Saban, and now he's in that same system with Bill Belichick. I still think Matt Jones – even though he may not have the, the best physical attributes as a quarterback as compared to like a guy like Trevor Lawrence, I still think Matt Jones can still be a quality quarterback at this level of the game.
2: I did not like that, uh, that Saban-Belichick comparison because the fact of the matter is this. Saban gets the top recruits all the time. Bill Belichick is working with not many big names on that offensive side of the ball and is getting results. That is the difference between greatness and recruiting right there. All right? So, but that's for another podcast. I, I, I get what you're saying, but on this one, we're just going to have to respectfully disagree and, until Mac Jones shows me. Otherwise, he's had three games where these were clear wins. They looked like the better team all game long. The score was even up there, and he looked like he didn't do
1: much in it. Yeah, no, I'm looking at the a lot of the games – it's really been the defense. If you look at it, the Falcons were held scoreless. Cleveland was held to seven points. Carolina was held to six points. Yes, they did give up 24 to San Diego, but we know them with uh, Justin Herbert, and then they held New York, the New York Jets, to 13. So it's really been the defense dominating. Mean, yes, Mac has had really good games. He's been poised, very efficient, not turning the ball over uh, to an extreme level. But we have to give props to this defense, this Bill Belichick-led defense. Um, but I want—I didn't hear a, a clear answer. Do you? So, how far do you think New England can go with Mac Jones this year? Do you guys see them having a chance making it to the conference, uh, the conference championships? What do you think their limitations are? I'm gonna throw it to Jordan first. You're on mute.
0: No, I'm gonna say, what was the question again, bro?
1: No, I was saying, uh, how far do you think they can go? Like, what do you think their ceiling is this year? Do you think they can have a chance? To uh, making it to at least like the the AFC Championship, where where do you think their their limitations are?
0: I mean, I think they'll make the playoffs. Um, I think they're like six and three right now, right? So like, they're like I th- I th- I got th- th- to look seven at seven and schedule, four, but yeah, what seven and four? Yeah. Um, I mean, I gotta say I look at their, their remaining schedule, but I mean, if they can you know pull a couple wins um for the end of the season, I feel like they can make the playoffs. I'm not sure. I mean. Obviously, I never seen do play in the playoffs, but I feel like he can have a strong, strong run. But I mean, we'll see. Uh, with that defense, you know, with Judon, I mean, it's not just all Mac Jones, but it's the defense had a ball too. With uh, Judon and um, Hightower and, um, and that line, man, that, that defensive line. I mean, I know they played a horrible team last, uh, last night with the Falcons on Thursday Night Football, but I mean, who knows what they can do on um in the playoffs when that defense, man? But I feel like Mac. Um, I, I see them making the first round in playoffs, but who knows, man? They can make a run, man, we, with Belichick. Who knows, man?
1: Right. Brandon, what do you what do you what do you think the New England ceiling is for this season?
2: I think uh my man Jordan Jean Louis just had a the take right there for me on this one. It's gonna go as far as that defense and Belichick takes them. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh you know, obviously get into the playoffs, even if they win a game. But I don't know. We'll see when they have to get against, like, the bigger teams. Granted, you know, they're looking good against, you know, the Falcons, the Panthers. But we'll see what happens when, you know, you got to play the Bills again. The Chiefs are still out there. Um, The Chargers, we saw what they did to Derek Carr um, earlier in the season with that pass rush. You know the Ravens too. So I, there's just too many teams that I just see above them right now. Uh, even the Titans are making it work without Derrick Henry. I see them winning a playoff game, but not going farther than the second round if they make it in.
1: Right. I'm glad you actually transitioned to that because uh, uh one of our last topics is the contenders in the AFC. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit in the last podcast, but we uh we had to talk about it briefly because we had a lot of topics. How do you feel, Who do you feel are the top contenders? Do you feel Kansas City did make an, indeed a comeback? Uh, what, what do you think the top teams are? Who do you think is the favorite in the AFC? And I'm going to start it off with Anthony, if his mic is on. Can you hear me, Ant? Yeah, here we go. Okay.
3: Yeah, I'm here. So uh, the Chiefs definitely had a, a great performance Sunday night against Las Vegas. Mahomes threw for five touchdowns. Uh, Kelsey had, I, th- I think, a touchdown. Hill had a touchdown. And the defense looked up to par with what they looked like last year. I still don't think one win is enough to truly say they're back. I mean, they, they've they been beating teams like the Packers, who've had a backup quarterback. I mean, and they barely scraped by the Giants. I, I mean, it's it's one game I don't think is enough to truly say that they're back yet. They still gotta show me more in these upcoming weeks. I mean, I still think they have a a great offensive roster. Defense still is lacking in some departments. I mean, their pass rush isn't really there, and just the the, the, besides Tyron Matthew in the secondary, it really hasn't been that great. Uh, I think Thornhill is uh, definitely gotta get more playing time in their secondary, except for uh, and definitely gotta get rid of what's his name, Matt Sorensen. He's terrible. Whenever I see that guy. On on a tape, he's getting burned. So Sorensen, definitely got to get benched. I think the Chiefs, they they definitely have the pieces in order to move on. I don't think they're there yet. Give them time.
1: Jordan, how do you feel about the AFC? Who do you think the best team is in the AFC at this point? And uh, who do you think is the favorites right now? Jordan, your damn mic is off, kid. Come on, get
0: it together. <laughs> the na- the show is named after you. You're better than this, man. I'm, I'm sorry, fellas. I'm just ah, uh, man. Anyways, um, what I was saying was I'm, look, I'm looking at, at the standings right now. Uh, in the conference, um, Tennessee at eight and two, uh, Buffalo's at six and three, and then Baltimore right at, at number three. New England right, right behind them. So I feel like, like we said on a previous podcast, um, the field is open. You know. Cheeks are are getting hotter, hotter again, um, but I feel like it's all wide open, man. To be honest, um, with um, like any of these teams can make a deep run in the playoffs, man. I mean, I don't. Well, they have the Steelers behind us, but I don't. I don't know how they'll probably slide down in a couple spots, um, the Steelers, but. Um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's pretty one of the competition, man. And that's crazy to say because you know it hasn't really been an open competition in the NFL season before. So it's really exciting, man. So we'll see. We'll see. But I don't want to start another argument like we did on uh last podcast. But I mean, hey, <laughs> never mind.
2: Don't even say it, man. <laughs> I was gonna say because I saw Jordan beating around the bush, right? and he's trying to figure out who the hell he's gonna say. And I know my dog's gonna
0: come right back to Lamar. He wants to thing. say Lamar. He and wants the to Baltimore, Baltimore he...
2: Ravens. <laughs> They're
0: We three. get it. We get They're it. They're number three right now in the, in the conference right now. If I mean, say I, it, say a man. Say super it. Super fan. Is there cause, baby?
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. There's there's no bigger pro- supporter of a team. Jordan John Louis might be the most diehard fan of any team that he likes because my man just says, We got a shot no matter what. We the greatest. Even when we suck, boy, we're the greatest. My boy, we're bouncing back. My boy, you know what it
0: is. My boy Ant then had his Ravens cap on all freaking podcasts today and he just put it on, bro. <laughs> he, he knows what's so what funny. It, it was on. just backwards. It was he backwards. 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 <laughs> no, it was ripping backwards. It was backward.
3: I didn't have I just, it. On. It was on
1: my head the entire time. I was tripping tonight. It's getting late. I'm
3: y'all, y'all, getting lead,
2: y'all need to leave Anthony Goodell alone. He was just repping his league, the NFL No Fun League. You know what it do. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because he was telling me I'm
3: the No Fun League earlier.
2: And you look like you're I about to fall. You look like a special teams assistant coach for the Baltimore Ravens oh, right now. Oh, definitely.
3: Yeah, see, look, I got the little like.
2: Busy like, the headset. Give me the clipboard.
3: I got the polo shirt. Come on, give me, give me,
2: give me a clip. I can just man. see That's him all. right now. I could just, nine seven, three. See three. Call quick, me up, real quick. While we're on the Ravens, I've been saying this all week. I I'm a man of my word, and I can admit when I'm wrong. Lamar Jackson, I am issuing an apology to you. Not that you give a damn about who I am right now. Um, but I'm issuing an apology issuing an apology because in the hype of the moment, uh, I used a bullshit stat and I said that Lamar Jackson is uh you know fumbles a lot more than guys that we were previously mentioned for MVP candidate. And when I went back and looked at the numbers, my man Dak Prescott, um, Kyler Murray. And Josh Allen all had more fumbles, so I do apologize for saying something that was a blasphemous, and I need to own that up. I apologize. Um, but I believe it was my man Matt who said he'd just be fumbling at the worst times, and that's why it feels like that. So I think I am saved a little bit there because every time you're watching, whenever they don't need a fumble, a fumble happens. You don't believe me? Just look at that Las Vegas Raiders game at the beginning. Do you of ever season. need a fumble? What's up? When do you oh, I'm saying – no, no, there's time, some fumbles are worse time. than others. There's, time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Depending on where you are on the field, depending on what time of the game it is, like we said, o- overtime fumble versus the uh, the Raiders. Correct me if I'm wrong, or it was at least in that fourth quarter dur- towards that uh, dying moments when they least needed it. You know, if you're getting one in the middle of the first quarter, it is what it is. But, you know, when we're dealing with clutch situations. It just seems to always go against them right when they really need it to happen. And other times he's great. He's an exciting player. But nonetheless, going with what you were talking about, uh, Matt, with uh, the AFC contenders, I think we'll, we're going to find out on whether or not the, the Chiefs have still been okay. It's just we're, they're not excellent like we're used to them being. And they're playing the Dallas Cowboys this week. And I think that game we're going to see if both teams are true contenders like uh, we've been talking about, especially for my boys. We'll see if they're the real deal. I think they are playing against Tampa Bay, but we know that sometimes they have a tendency to slack and and lack off. And I'm not sold on um, the win against the Raiders for the sole fact that I legitimately saw that um, the Raiders lose to the Giants. That secondary was not that great. they should have won that game, and they're just playing down. So I'm not sold with the domination over the Raiders. If they beat the Cowboys or, or vice versa, depending on that game, I think that's going to tell us a lot about both divisions. And that's my game of the week. I'm most excited for.
1: Yeah, I would have to agree with the rest of you guys. It's wide open. Um, if I had to pick a favorite, I think what did I say last podcast? My my sleeper was the Chargers, but they they've dipped a little bit since then. They're they're five and four now. Um, I also did say if, if Derrick Henry never got injured they would be the, the Tennessee Titans would be the clear cut favorite in my opinion. Uh but f- for as right now I I guess I would go with the Bills just on the fact that they have uh the second best quarterback and the best defense uh in the conference in my opinion. Lamar Jackson um I still need to see more from him as far as big games and not and uh being able to keep his uh turnovers under control. Yes, other quarterbacks have more, but it feels like, as Maz mentioned, he has them at the worst moments. I've seen plenty of games, uh, where, but well, maybe not plenty, but I've seen some games where Lamar Jackson would be in the red zone or just near the red zone and turn it over. You know, what I'm saying I've seen him have multiple games where he's had multiple fumbles. So, uh, I I, I may go to the to the Bills, uh, but let's transition to another subject. Uh, I'm gonna let Jordan talk about it. AJ Brown.
0: Yeah, um, very very important. Um. So on ESPN, um, Tennessee Titans star receiver um, A.J. Brown came out today um, with um, a, a strong statement. Um, Brown, last year, mentioned that he had thoughts of taking his life. Uh, he felt that he didn't have hope for better days and believed everything was going wrong for him. Um, and I quote, this is from him. I posted this video because I wanted to encourage, obviously, seek help, whatever they are down. I didn't take into consideration for what depression really was. I grew up just brushing it off my feelings, and this got the best of me. I just wanted to put on a positive message and uh, that I'm still here, I'm growing, and blessed, and have a, and have a lot to, to be thankful for. So yeah, it's very very important. Um, we we uh, I mean like so uh, him as an athlete, and uh, athletes are called every every sport. Um, I don't think people take like, I mean, obviously depression is a very serious topic and just knowing that he has the bravery to come out and like speak about it, um, uh, it's really takes guts. Um, and just knowing that, you know, he was having thoughts of, uh, taking his life. It just, it just doesn't, um, it just proves the fact that no matter if you're human athlete, um, have money or rich poor, we, we all go through some problems and it's just, uh, and I just want to say, if anyone is experiencing with depression or anything, just reach out, reach out, you know, um, talk to your mom, dad, best friend, anyone, and uh, just, you know, it's important to speak out um, so we can have a good message for for other people who don't feel as comfortable. And, you know, with, like we see that with Simone Biles, too, in the Olympics, you know, uh, same thing. Like, she 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 took one for the team because she wasn't, you know her mind. Her mind wasn't right. Um, so you know these players are put on a pedestal as you know the you know um, gifted athletes. But we we don't know what's going on going on in their in their mind, and it's just important that you know players speak out, even though it takes a lot of courage. I, I mean, it's an important topic. So I mean, who wants to take the stand? Man, who wants
1: yeah, to- yeah. I, I'll follow up. Yeah, obviously, shout out to uh, A.J. Brown takes a huge amount of courage to even address a topic like that. So props to him. I hope he's doing well. Um, but like, I, I like the, the point you made. It feels like, well, before I go into that, it does seem that we are trending in the right direction for athletes coming forward, talking about mental issues. You uh, listen to players like Kevin Love is big on mental health. Kyrie Irving, we know he takes break. He takes all the breaks he needs for his mental health um different players have mentioned it in different leagues like you said the olympics football basketball so i think we are trending in the right direction but like you said it still feels that we hold athletes to the standards they are still human you know we get so caught up in them are uh, doing numbers for our fantasy league the uh, we look at them as like role models in the community we think they're untouchable and that nothing affects them but they're human and they're individuals you know what i'm saying they still are people they still have feelings they still have issues, no matter how much money you have, that doesn't necessarily uh, give you happiness. So let's just keep that in mind. Uh, So, Anthony, what are your thoughts on uh, Antonio Brown? I mean, not Antonio Brown, excuse me, AJ Brown.
3: Uh, Yeah, I just want to follow up just what what Jay said and what you said, Matt. It, It does take a big person to admit that you have depression or anxiety or any mental health issue for that matter. Especially a guy in such a high position as a wide receiver in a, on an NFL team. I mean, so much stress has been put on today about mental health, uh, mental health issues, and to still see that there are people that don't take it seriously enough—it's just ignorant, and it's—it's not—it's blatant that they don't understand it, and we have to sort of get these people to understand that this is an issue. It is a problem in in today's the day and 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 time um i I do think aj brown he, he definitely did the right thing and i saw that one of the reasons that he got out of his depression was that the birth of his daughter last year and sometimes like something like that can help like just having a family member around a new family member whether it be a daughter or having like your mom around or someone that you can talk to and, or just have something that can just be a good stress relief. I mean, depression is one of the toughest issues in, that we have today. And I think that's important that we speak up and we, it's important that we, we talk about our, our, our feelings. Well, if, even if it's with a the therapist that you don't know, just get those, those feelings off your chest. And uh, that, that's just a great message by AJ Brown. I think he did a great job bringing light to that issue.
0: Yeah, you just to pick it back before Brandon goes. Um and that, I just want to pick it back off of Ann's comment. Um very well said. Uh, it just doesn't it, it's like if you don't know anybody, just like you never just don't be afraid to like ask them how their day is going because we never know what's going on in someone's head. Always, you know, be friendly, be kind. And um, you know, it's it's just you know, we need to just keep this conversation going. And um just um that's just what I have to say about it. how about you, Brandon?
2: Yeah, dog. Um, yo, it's rough. Uh, I know um sometimes I rag on like some of this stuff. Um just because of the opportunity that these guys are in, um, like Kyrie, it, it's just it's rough, man. I don't want to sit there and tell anybody that like their problems don't mean nothing. Obviously, depression's a legitimate uh, sickness, the chemical uh imbalance and stuff. But I think we as a people, um one need to be more open about these conversations and two, not jump the gun on it, uh, either whether or not we got to realize when depression is situational and when it's an actual, uh, consistent, um, consistent problem, you know, cause when it's the consistent problem, when you're going on weeks and nothing's changed and you can't pinpoint it to something, then it's time to have a conversation. It's time to speak up. And I commend, um, these athletes like Kyrie Irving like uh aj brown for speaking up even though like at times it's like fellas like y'all are in such a good position and people would be killing we wouldn't even be thinking about those uh those problems if we could just get our families out of the search these situations you know but the fact of the matter is like we all don't have the opportunity to do that and no matter what position you are these things happen Uh, a sense of purpose sometimes can be lost um sometimes it's just you get lost man you know you feel so lonely without being actually alone and it it happens to the best of us you know but shout out all the guys that that do like a good job on this and i didn't even see this come out with uh aj brown until you mentioned it uh jordan we had a bigger situation i shouldn't say bigger but um a more uh headliner situation y'all y'all saw what happened with that Zach Stacy stuff yeah so my mind's been on that uh, a lot lately that's actually been messing with my mental health because I can't believe that a man would ever put his hands on a woman. Well, I shouldn't even say a man a coward would put a hand on his woman like that especially right. when he ragdolled her man I mean that was disgraceful um I'm not sharing the video y'all can find it it, it is the most uh disgraceful thing I've ever seen it, it don't be I'll uh, buy anybody with a sick stomach with that for sure. Uh, yeah, trigger warning for sure, for sure, dude. It's it's the most just disgraceful thing I ever seen, and uh, that guy's gonna get whatever's coming to him. And I hope, um, you know, he deserves all of it. You know, yeah. I don't know what's going on with his mental health and what's going on, but quite frankly, there's there's no excuse for me. And uh, listen, if you're a true man out there, you get your mind right, you handle your business, you never put your hands on a woman. And you keep it moving, you find out. Don't be afraid to ask help for your peers, but but don't ever stoop to, to situations that are just gonna make you look like a coward, you know, and don't ever do this bullshit that we saw from Zach's. Excuse my language, but that's what it was. It was bullshit. Yeah. And, and you know, we as men out there, you know, it, it's a new day, man. Women are, are strong and independent, but we as men too, like we still gotta check ourselves. We still gotta get our stuff together, man. And we gotta stop acting like little boys out here, and start handling stuff like men. Yeah, like the uh,
0: before I let Matt speak uh, about his uh, opinion on it. Um, like just like with the whole like Simone bios, Um, like this uh, me being on like, social media at that time, people social media like is it's just, it's just like terrible because. They were saying, oh, Simone Biles, soft. She, why is she backing out? Why is she, why she let her te- her team down? Um, but you don't get it. Like, I, I know we're not gymnastics, Olympic gymnastics, but, like, when you're not, and with, with, with any sport, if you're not in the right headspace, you're not in the right mental, like, you don't know. Like, she can be on, on a high beam and break an ankle and that, you know, she's not focused, you know? And, um... She did it for her health. She did it for her well-being. I don't like people on social media that are just like you know. I mean, you, I mean, we have a freedom of speech where you can say whatever you have to say, but don't, don't. If you don't know the situation at hand, do not speak on that situation. You don't know what the situation is. And um, I mean, I, I mean, at that point, I mean, at that moment, I was kind of okay. At first, I didn't get the situation. At first, I didn't, I didn't get it because I, I, I was like, okay, maybe she's begging now. Maybe she's not even ready. But as I looked into the situation, I was like, okay, wow, yeah, like she could have got hurt. She could have got you know, you know. So she, she took, and that's on the Olympic stage. That's like where like people are watching, everyone's watching, um, and like everyone came in support of her. Um, so social media is just they went they went just off the rockers with their comments, man. I just did, it didn't it run, it run me the wrong way.
2: Hey, um, how many times you got to say it, man? When you say something behind the key, don't say nothing. Behind a keyboard that you wouldn't say in person and be just be a genuine person no matter who you are, what you believe in, your background, color, your skin it doesn't matter. all right we mess with we're genuine people here, all right We got four different shades chilling on the screen right now all right we get along just fine because we're all stand-up dudes and we all know that we have the best intentions you know and sometimes we say the wrong things and sometimes we we think without speaking, but I think we're all man enough to uh and grown up enough to know, when we're wrong and when we got to issue apologies you know so big j i i, I just want to thank you for giving us this platform Yeah. and, and sometimes we got to cover I, I know this could be hard listening at times but sometimes we got to cover these issues you know so it is what it is but yeah, yeah I mean, everybody like, just got to do a better job man everybody right.
0: yeah like, i don't want to be a, a like a hog on this uh topic i won't let matt speak man like i know you're going to say something man but uh, oh, yeah like, like like I appreciate you. you, Matt or Maz, man. I appreciate you, all, man. Like, I, I, I'm happy that Maz seeked me out at the meeting. Like, yo, you know, it, it's good to have different shades of different diversity on 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 this show, man. And um, before I, I let you go, Matt. Yeah.
1: No, no. I, like I said, I feel like we are trending in the right direction. But the fans, I think we got to take a step back and not be so selfish. I mean, like I said, we are we're so consumed and like our own individual like games like our family we only care about our fantasy leagues their points what they're doing for us we don't consider <clears throat> excuse me how they're feeling you know what i'm saying and i just want to say uh to follow one of mass's points on uh, um, the um the aj brown situation you also gotta remember with more money i know you said they're in a favorable position but you also gotta remember more money more problems too so you know they're probably pretty sure they got fake friends fake family members a lot of pressure so, fair
2: enough, but in so, the terms of my man, my favorite rapper, Young Jeezy, out there, more problems, more money.
1: More problems, more money. I feel that
2: <laughs> it's a mindset, dog. Nah, I hear that it's a this mindset. Guy. All right, it's a mindset. Get your mind right. And
1: right, and what, and maybe
2: it, maybe he is DJ Khaled. I don't know.
1: Another one. Nah, those those are those are Jeezy lyrics okay?
2: <laughs> Get you. Let me talk to him. Get your mind right. All right. Yeah. I heard Big say. More money, more problems. The way I look at it, more problems, more money, bro. If y'all ain't on Young Jeezy, that's 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 the wave, bro. That's that's knowledge right there. That's that's growth right there. Jay Z to Rick Ross. I, I mess with the three of them because they they drop in knowledge, man, on how to better yourselves and just get your mind right. And exactly. You know what? It, speaking of getting uh, speaking of my right, we haven't even uh covered it because obviously this isn't sports related, but uh, let me just say, rest in peace, Young Dolph.
1: Yeah, rest in yeah, peace. Me on me off, days, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. All
3: days, man, all right.
2: Yeah, well, man. well, that's
1: that's gonna do it. If there's no more remarks, thank you guys so much for watching. This is episode two, season three. Make sure you tune in every Friday's. Um, JJL podcast, you know how we're coming. Uh, shout out to everybody. Thank you, Jordan, Brandon, and Anthony. Of course, uh, we're we'll gonna see you next week.
0: Yeah, man, peace, guys. Peace, peace.
1: Have a good one, fellas.